This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, April 28th, 2020, episode 276. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is, as always, Nick Craig. I know, maybe you forgot that. Uh, you can visit. Our, you can find me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig, or you can visit our website, which is InfectionPodcast.com. Joining me as he does each and every week, from the great state of Idaho, Brian with an I, Aldrin. Now, Brian, before you start, yes. I trim mm-hmm. my beard. What are, what are your thoughts? Yes. It looks about the, it looks about the same. Okay, so it looks the same on camera. It was way it was getting way yeah. too long. Like or it was like starting to like like get weird and like the hair starting to curl Yeah, I mean up it's, on each you other. definitely get it's getting thick. Like your mustache is getting thick and your beard's filling out. So that'll work. Excellent. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yep. I'll shave mine this week. So let's start again. <laughs> Good friend. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to find me, you can find me <laughs> at Boise Computer on Twitter. Uh, if you want to check out my blog, biteoftech.com. Uh, also, make sure you go check out our website, infectionpodcast.com, and look on the right-hand side. You'll see Join Our Server on Discord. If you do that, you can submit news throughout the week that we'll uh, most likely show do, uh, put a part of the show. Also, we have uh, people are playing different games, different channels for that. Uh, just a lot going on. Everything pretty much circles around that Discord. So if you want to get and uh, and get to know people in the uh, the podcast just join it. It's free. It's got a mobile app, desktop app, and a web-based app if you are paranoid and don't want to install anything. Uh, if you join the Steam group, you can get a notification right before the live show starts. And also, we have links for Mixer, uh, for Twitch, and for YouTube on the website. So if you want to watch live with video, uh, we do that on those. Also, we have recordings on YouTube after and recordings afterwards of just the audio on all kinds of different platforms. So depending on what you want to listen on, maybe your phone or uh, even a, they have desktop apps and mobile apps, all kinds of things. We have a list of those on the lower right-hand side of the website that you can choose from. Uh, if you want to personally, uh, maybe there's a, a link or something that we've referred to, a video, then you're wa- listening and you can't see it. You can go right to our website, click on the show notes for that episode and see all the different things that we reference throughout the show. So I would encourage you to go and do that. And that will allow you to go through and, and follow along if you're listening after the fact. Uh, also, we have on the left, if you want to support the show, we have links for Amazon. So amazon.infectionpodcast.com, Humble Bundle, so Humble Bundle or humble.infectionpodcast.com. And of course, Twitch Prime, which we you might hear things throughout the show, dinging and making noises as people do that. Yes, sir. And speaking of uh, things dinging and whatnot, Brian, we had a couple of individuals um, that I, uh, I streamed on Friday and Saturday on the Infection channel for our game of the week. And... Um, our friend Falcon uh, hit us up with the resub. It is not. Uh, it is not part of the. Um, for some reason, it's not in my list here of people that uh, have subbed to the channel. Uh, but I saw that he did sub over over the past weekend uh, when we were live on uh, Friday night or Saturday afternoon. So thank you to our friend Falcon for hitting us up with the subscription on that. All, All right. right. Well. Brian, we've got uh, we've got a lot to get into this evening, but let's start it off with Deadside, which was our game of the week last week, 
And mm-hmm. we had a pretty good crowd, Brian, on uh, Friday night. I want to say we had maybe five or six people at our at our max. Yeah, I think we had about six. Going. Uh, mm-hmm. Give us uh, give us your initial impressions of Deadside from the uh, from a from a Friday night game of the week perspective with a with a decent sized group. Um, yeah, what are your what were your so it thoughts? Felt- one thing I found interesting just in the gameplay, uh, it has kind of a mix of the old H1Z1 feel, just, you know, as far as the open world part of it, uh, but also a little bit of Arma type of feel. And that can be in a lot of different things for a lot of different people. I mean, there's a lot of very negative things about Arma, but a lot of it was just the the way that they did the landscape and just the feel of the environment for me felt very much like Arma. Uh, we had a very smooth experience. I didn't have any major issues that I can think of. Uh, we had some combat that we were able to get into, uh, some PvP. The loot was fairly prevalent. Uh, you know, we had plenty of guns and ammo. Uh, we had, we were putting together materials to build a base, uh, but we started kind of getting sidetracked with the PvP at that point. But I think, uh, I think it's kind of a mix of people that are into Arma, which you know could include a lot of Daisy people, things like that. I think that this is very much that type of a feel, but in a much more modern environment as far as the engine, the game engine. Uh, and we had, they have an interesting system where you can pick up a radio in game. And if you find the radio, you'll hear radio chatter from various NPCs. So as you start to approach a group of NPCs, you'll hear some little things over the radio, just kind of indicating that they're there. So it gives you a heads up, uh, and that's a really good way of building up a decent amount of, of guns and materials uh, because they carry things that you can then loot. So that helped us a lot. Everyone, as you can see here, everyone had a gun. But I think I think we the PvP itself felt pretty good. I mean, much better than uh, how it felt with like Miscreated, for example. Like Miscreated, once we have PvP, we're like, you know, we're done. I had to go somewhere, so I left after dying i think twice on the pvp match but it's i did enjoy it up to that point and so i think i think it's definitely an enjoyable game uh you know there's still i think they're gonna have to keep building upon it right now it's very much like arma and that it's kind of a blank canvas but i think that if they continue with it and put more and more features i think it'll be a very fun game for people yeah i uh agree completely um the there's there's there are a couple things a couple things i noted the PVP is really great because, well, it, you call it PVP, Brian, but it's not, a, a lot of it is not PVP. A lot of it is PVE. Yeah. The NPCs in game are some of the hardest NPCs in a survival game that we've, that I've ever encountered. Now, we're all familiar with some with of the zombies. smartest too, I mean, as far yeah. as how it, feel, it doesn't feel totally like an NPC where, you know, some games it's like that's totally NPC. They're so stupid. They're just doing whatever. Yeah. Now, including it's kind of, Arma. It's kind of on the level of NPC, um, maybe with a game like Tarkov, where it's got a very advanced AI system. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. it is is um, it is not as as advanced as that system, but in terms of other games to compare it to, it is much more like a um, Tarkov than it is a Daisy. Or mm-hmm. a or a, a rust or an H one Z one or a miscreated these zombies uh, not zombies these NPC players are tough man you I think you're yeah. gonna see, see here I don't know if I think I die here 
Um, shocker. But uh, we got hmm. into a lot of gunfights with groups of NPCs that kicked our ass. And and that was encouraging. Yeah, and by the way, this is bullshit. I hit this guy flat on with a shotgun and somehow die. Um, <laughs> but but nevertheless, um, the 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 PvP felt really good, and it it gave us something to do. Because I'll tell you what, Brian, if there was if this if that PVE element Bingo, didn't boom, exist, we would have played yeah. this game for forty five minutes and been gone. But we yep. were constantly getting in gunfights, which is good. And it's not something that's normal for a game like this. If you look back at a game like H1Z1, you look back at a game like Miscreated, or uh, Rust is a little bit of a different example, but if you look at the, you know, the old school kind of zombie survival game that we, that we kind of baseline a lot of things around, this game makes it so that, or this, this game makes it so that you really can't just run around the map. I mean, you remember when we used to play H1Z1, you would just run around and get a horde of zombies and you would never even attack them. You just eventually run away and yeah. lose them. That that isn't this yeah. game. These NPCs will track you. They'll trace you. They'll snipe you if they've got a a three hundred eight you know, or a twenty two hunting rifle. They'll do all that stuff, which is great. And there's like roadblocks. You'll have roadblocks on the road. So I mean, if you're looking for PVE combat, you know, finding some of these NPCs, you can just kind of follow some of the roads, and eventually you will most likely run into a group of NPCs that are trying to block the road. Yeah, and it's and it's a multifaceted thing as well, but. Be, be, but because there are a lot of um, NPC characters in the world, it's an easy way to loot up. Now, there's obviously yeah. a high risk with it. You could die, but there is guaranteed to be loot with these NPCs. All of them I've seen so far, which is something that I think needs to change, but all of them so far appear to have guns um, at a minimum a pistol. I don't necessarily think all of them should be armed with firearms, but you know, maybe two thirds of the group, you know, is right now every single NPC you come across yeah. will have at least a, a pistol. Sometimes it's a, a submachine gun. Sometimes it's an AK uh, or, or some sort of hunting rifle or long, you know, long barrel gun. Um, so all, all of that stuff is in there and it, it made for some, some really good gameplay. We played for uh, just about, uh, just about three and a half ish hours. I came back and we played for about another three on Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember which day it was. I think it was Saturday. I built a little base uh, we had some. We had we had a good time with that. Uh, we were able to get all that stuff done. Um, Judd is asking, "What is the map size comparable to?" I'm. I don't know what it's comparable to. The map is very large, but it's very empty as of right now. There are very few points of interest throughout the map, and some of the points of interest, which appear to be towns on the mini map, end up being like three houses or four houses. Um, there is really only one city in the game, and that is the uh, southernmost port city, which is uh, relatively large, and it's got some big buildings in it, but you can't enter all of them. So there's really one. There's really one city in the game as of right now, and the rest of the uh, points of interest are either small little military bases with a building or two, and uh, everything else is just a little cluster of of houses um, throughout the rest of. I'm going to put a. I'm going to put a a link. Um, in here for the Daisy map comparison. Oh, okay, perfect. Let's take a look. And this is this shows the, is the Daisy map. map. I think so. So this, let's see. Yeah, this is the Daisy map. Yeah. So, so this kind of gives you an idea of roughly how large the map is in comparison. Okay. Which is so it is a a pretty big map. Yeah, just get trying to get this thing loaded in here. Um, so let's take a look at this map. Okay. So, um, 
yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's well, I mean, with the water size, it's almost exactly the same as Daisy. It's just not very densely populated. That's the big issue. It looks like it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It looks like it's twelve by twelve. Um, now, the one thing I will say to their advantage is that the water blocks don't take up a whole bunch like it does in DayZ. I mean, you can look at this DayZ yeah, map Day-Z, and you can see a big chunk of it is water. You have whole kilometers of the map that are just square water blocks that you can't interact with. They they cut this pretty short. Uh, but as I said, the um, it's very sparsely populated, and that's the biggest issue at this point. Now, obviously, new game. It's been out. 14 days now, two weeks. Um, the map is something that can be dealt with. And as Phantom is pointing out, that's only the, that's only part of the map right now. The map does have areas in which it is obviously intended to be expanded as well as them just re- fleshing out the you know current 12 by 12 that they have right now. So yeah. overall, Brian, there are a couple of huge issues. And the one that we noted on Saturday was the permission system for base building. Mm-hmm. There isn't one. So if yeah. I build the base and I invite you to my group, you're good. But if I log out, you cannot interact with the base. So if you are inside the because base, they don't when have I any log type out, of a guild or clan system don't. or any of that. Well, they do. They have that group system, but it's not a it's not a permission. But the group system, but not like a clan system, system exactly that, that will remember after you leave. So the big issue in the game right now, and I don't believe they did any updates this week. I don't think we've got any in the notes. Um, the big issue right now is that you cannot. There's no persistence on a group system. So if you log out in the base that you did not create, you will not be able to get out of that base, um, which okay. is a huge issue at this point. Huge, huge, huge issue. And something that, frankly, is not acceptable to be in a launch. I mean, I get that it's early access, but you've got a feature of the game like base building that literally is useless because there's no... there's. So we actually there's do. No we point. have an update down here. Oh, we do. That's okay. 0. 0. 0.1.3. Oh. Okay, yeah, perfect. Let's uh, look at it's that. not a huge, not okay. a huge amount of okay. things, but well, we'll look at that. We'll look at that updates. in a couple minutes. Um, but to me, Brian, they would have been better off holding off the base building system until that feature was in there. Because as of right now, yeah. I cannot. I don't. You you are only hurting yourself by building a base. Um, yeah. The other big issue that they've got right now is the inability to uh, uh, place your loot claim or your uh, your uh, claim thing, the, 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 the claim marker around yeah. uh, the land claim. That is a huge issue right now. And it's something that is, is completely broken. Um, so that between that and not literally not being able to um, <laughs> have a clan or group system is an issue. Now the base building is great. Um, I, I think we'll, we'll show it here in a, in a little bit. It's modular. Obviously you get all of your things by, uh, essentially chopping down trees that do not fall down. So that's good. Um, but the base building system is, is incredibly modular. You can make a rounded base. Yeah. There's rounded corner pieces. There's triangular, you know, pieces for little jut outs. There's windows, there's large doors, there's large frames. There's a bunch of really cool stuff in here and you can see all of it in the crafting system. There's a, there's a good amount of stuff to build right off the bat, which is, which is super cool. Um, so that is, there's a lot of improvement. You know, once there is a, system to have a, a a guild or a clan and allow somebody to you know make changes to your base afterwards this is going to be great this has got yeah. one of the and, and I tell you what man playing solo which is what i was pretty much doing on saturday for the most of the part it took forever i mean i spent probably yeah. a good hour just building a one you know one by one 
space because of the amount of wood it takes. To, you have it takes an incredible amount of wood to, to do this. You need nails. You also need um, other uh, pieces depending on on what you're doing. You have to plane some wood into to uh, law or excuse me. You have to take logs, plane them into planks or into beams uh, or just you know or other uh, things like plywood. So that is uh, that's part of the base building system, which which I thought was you know, was, was relatively neat. Um, and for, for a new game, you can kind of see what the, what the process looks like here. Um, or what the base actually looked like. It was just a, a square one by one block. Um, which, which I thought was, uh, was, was pretty cool. So, hmm. so the things that they patched in this last patch were decreasing the characters inertia. And I'm wondering if that had something to do with the kind of glitchy steps that you were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Um, if that may be what you were noticing. Uh, they fixed the VSD recoil. They fixed head-penetrating geometry in some animations. They increased unarmed running speed. Uh, free base modules amount increased to 20. Decreased knife damage and then fixed some client crashes. So so uh, nothing crazy 0. on 0.1.3. Um, yeah, no content, just fixes. And Johnny Fine says, Nick says something positive. I've been nothing but high on this game. Um, I, I mean, I... I I think I've been for an early access game. I think I've given them a lot of uh, a lot of praise on where they are. Um, I just I don't well, know why he they, said that. And then like and like with t- like a second later, you you start talking about the uh, how you like the base building system. Well, so. I do like the base building, but at this positive. point, it's, yeah. but at this point, it's useless because you can't you can't mm-hmm. unless you place unless you're a hermit and going to play by yourself. It's useless. There's no point of building a base. All you're going to do is f over your teammates because they're yeah. going to they're going to log out in your base and never be able to get out. So. Or yeah, that, do what we did in H1Z1 and have a uh, an account that people can everybody can log oh, into Jesus. to open the door. The H1Z1 builder account. What a pain. We had to buy yeah. another That was I mean we were into the exact same thing. Yeah, but that was for building permissions. Yeah, cuz that oh that was a disaster. Exactly. That game but too, building yeah. permissions but it's pretty much the same concept. You have one right, that but, opens the door for everybody. Oh my god. Yeah, that I, <laughs> I do we even have the username and password for that Steam account? I have no idea how we Yeah, we still have it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you do. I mean, the only game on the account is a game that doesn't really exist anymore. So yeah, well, maybe of... we need another copy of Dead Side, and now have the uh, we'll, bring, we'll we'll re- reincarnate the H one Z one builder. Yeah, account. the builder account. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so that's Dead Side. I don't want to I don't want to spend the entire program talking about it. We spent a lot of time on it last week for a twenty dollar title, a nineteen dollar ninety nine cent title. This is a, in my opinion, Brian. This is a must buy as of right now. Yeah. Now could be a total flop. I would gamble it's probably not going to be. So I think for twenty bucks, this is a this is a must purchase. I think it's very close to the kind of H one Z one feel right that away. we all have known too. So I, th- I think that take, that's something that people are looking for that. And it didn't take three years to get there either. I mean, this is yeah. fourteen days into the game, and again, it has its issues. Let's 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 be clear. It's got plenty of issues, but fourteen yep. days into the launch, it is a. I think I said this last week. It is the most feature complete based on what they said early access survival game that I think I've played. Based on what they said the game was going to be and what is what was released two weeks ago, this is by far the most accurate to what they said they were going to release in terms of features and completeness. I, I, yeah. I, nobody crashed. Nobody couldn't log in. Nobody had issues where, oh, I can't see this player. They do this. They don't do that. None no of that. scum experience. No, none of it. I mean, I, it yeah. was a. We, even Joe was playing from Australia. 
I, and he was able to interact in gunfights. He didn't have an issue with like, oh, you guys are ping ponging around the map with, with desync and latency. He seemed to have a fine experience playing it. I, I don't have a whole lot to, I, would say, I don't have a whole lot to complain I would, about. I would say the one thing that would possibly come up as a complaint later is I don't think there's any anti-cheat in it yet. There's not. Um, and so that moving forward could be an issue. As long as it will be as long as they get it implemented and they need, they need to pick their anti-cheat, get it implemented so that then they can start testing performance and see if Joe, how Joe's response times are are at that point. So that, that'll be the thing that I think they really will have to, if this continues to be successful, you you know how it goes. We've been through this. I don't know how, how many times now the cheaters will start to flock to the game and depending on, I, I think it would be smart if they would get it in before the cheaters flock to the game and have it not be a response to the cheaters. But hopefully they, they're ahead of that. I would agree. Um, I want to thank our friend Johnny Fine hitting us up with the three-month-in-a-row resubscription here on Twitch. Johnny Fine, thank you so much. We greatly so appreciate it. So three months in a row, but he's done 23 months. Worth oh, wow. 23 months. So. Hot dog. Thank you very much, yep. Johnny. We uh, we greatly appreciate it. Yes. All right. So, do you want to talk a little bit about Daisy here for a minute? We kind of have been, uh, yeah, I mentioning do. Daisy. Um, so, there's a couple things going on here with Daisy, um, and the first part of it is a little it, there's a, it's a little misleading, Brian. The, the headline here mm-hmm. on um, uh, alt char.com and i believe ph or nisco put this in our uh in our discord so thanks to them and, and everybody else that contributed uh in on show notes side um i got rid of my daisy load graphic that sucks um <laughs> they uh the, the the title here is that bohemia interactive reportedly shuts down the studio that develops daisy now your initial impression to that was okay so now Daisy is is yeah, done. No more Daisy. Now that's what I thought, and then I went and went to their website, and they do have they have a post out called um, Daisy in 2020, and they um, oh this this is a different post than I remember seeing. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe is the date wrong on this or? Hmm. Okay, this post might not. Well, okay, I think that this is this is something they, they I think they updated. An, an older post or something like that. Cause this references the part a uh, point that they are, um, the changes in the development team, um, which are essentially, here, well, they, here I have, I have, I think I have a link that you're looking for. I'll put it in okay. there as well. So you can follow this, but, um, so here's a link from them and it says Daisy development isn't closed. And this was posted yeah, on the 26th, which, which links to an article that's titled in January but is updated information. So I assume the date is just wrong on it because it references those changes that we just talked about. Um, they may have updated a previous article. Uh, that's what I, I think know. happened here because they talk about, it says, but before we dive into that, let's talk about the changes in our development team as outlined in our uh, blog post. Uh, so essentially the development team is no more, um, but, uh, but they're still working on the game. There's about 10 or so people that are still working on the game. And for the year 2020, they are planning on doing five game updates, but the majority of those updates, Brian, are going to deal with stability, bug fixes, and gameplay improvements. Um, okay. So essentially, so pretty much maintenance. Are, 
they're coasting for the next year. Now, they do mention that they are going to continue to do things like base building and continue working on those systems. But in terms of new content, it seems at this point, tis no more from, from day yeah. Z. But they are not, they're not shutting the doors because they are still actively, there will still be development for at least the next, you know, eight months or so, six, eight months. Um, but it does not appear that there's going to be any new real features in, uh, in the game. So okay. kind, it, it's contradict, not contradicting information, um, but the studio itself is not valid anymore. So here's some things as far as new content. Here's what they say they will do. They're going to continue adding more original of the original firearms that were in Daisy mod. Yeah, 2012, um, eight and, years ago. <laughs> and new firearms into the game. Yep. Also, they're going to be adding in broken body parts, like broken legs and things like that. Um, and Which they recently they, took out, I think, because that system was very broken. You always broken. break your legs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they said, we know how much you like the new vehicle wrecks in Livonia, so we will be adding them to Chinaras. Um, and then, yeah, I just, one thing that is interesting to me is that's not very much stuff as far as new content. That's very easy stuff. So they're committing to doing very easy things. Uh, modding support is something they said that they view as a huge part of the game. They're going to continue to support that and open it up a little bit more, uh, which is really where they don't need to, if they can just make the game stable and allow people to mod it like crazy, People, I think people would be happier with that than what they've been doing in the past. Uh, they're going to release their full animation rig in FBX, which is a standard format, uh, and P3D samples of male and female body character or character body parts, so that people can mod them, create new armor, do everything, uh, and expand upon it. Um, they're going to finalize the full implementation of the server browser with full mod support in the official Daisy launcher. Um, I did see somebody who posted a video of a mod that they created that added in full helicopter support to the game. <laughs> Worked really well. Uh, flew just like it would in, if not better than in uh, the, than Arma. So, I mean, I think these guys aren't really adding anything, but I think modders could probably make the game playable. So, Brian. Yes. I believe it is time to pour one out for Daisy. We are not yeah. going to get any more vast feature improvements. We are not going to get any sales. Realistically, there's not, for example, they've got an Xbox version of the game. Who knows what that state is in? Um, there's not going to be any more. That, what was their last big update? 1.7 or something like that? 1.9? Well, they released that map. Was. They released that one map. That was the biggest content. Well, that was DLC, but then they just, re, in yeah. either I think it was late 2019 or maybe it was earlier this year, they did a big, they did their huge content update. It was like 1.7 or 1.9 or something like that. Huge, huge update. A whole bunch of things. It does not appear we'll see any of those anymore. It appears from now on, yeah. it is going to be QOL and very 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 little new features like a new gun added breaking bones I, I don't consider that to be a new feature of the game um so yeah. i think it is fair to say that daisy is effectively dead is that maybe too harsh of a of a of a claim but to me it seems like they are effectively dead 
at this point. Yeah, I I think that it's just it's not making enough money to justify having a development team really putting a lot of time and, and effort into it. Well, and one here's the other thing too, Brian, is I would argue the, the that point to you and say I don't feel like there was ever a development team putting time or effort into it because the the amount of the the amount of lag and I don't mean lag in terms of like gameplay, but the amount of lag and development at, it, to features. Yeah. It, this game has been in development since like 2014, six years. Daisy standalone has existed, and they still do not have some of the basic features from the Arma 2 mod. Now they've got a whole bunch of other yeah. great features, but there there was helicopters in the Arma 2. Yeah. Well, what are they? I mean, that's a, that's the issue. Is what are they? What were they doing? Because I remember I have no years ago. Clue. Remember years ago they did the panel about how they have worked, you know, worked to reduce cheaters and things in the game. I mean, this is probably five to seven years ago. When was this really? Five years ago? Yeah, yeah, five years. It was really six four, years, four ago, or five years five ago. Five years ago could have been the thing. Yeah, five, five, yeah. I mean, they they were talking about how they put all this time into preventing cheaters, and I don't remember the game ever having enough players to really have cheaters be a problem. I never well, remember people saying cheaters were a huge problem in this game. But I don't remember people saying they were playing it though. Yeah, and and the one thing that um, our friend Musty's told us he's uh, he's a big daisy or, ha- or was in the past, I should say, is that nobody plays the base game. Yeah, and everybody you have plays to play mods. With mods. Yeah, you have to play Epoch or something like that because they're the base game does not have the features that are necessary, and unlike games like Rust and Minecraft, which are games that have a Rust, not necessarily a large modding community. Okay, let's use Minecraft as an example. The base game of Minecraft is very solid, right? And you mm-hmm. can play it. Now, it may not be the most fun thing in the world to play it. It may get old very quick because there is sort of a, 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 a ceiling of things that you can do after playing for a little bit. But Daisy is not that. The base game itself is incredibly flawed. And the mods, from what I've heard, and again, I'm not an expert in Daisy, but from what I understand, the mods make it playable. That's yeah. not a that's not a, a recipe for success. Minecraft is successful because the base game is so damn rock solid that the mods are insane. Some of those, F, I mean, you might go back years, Brian. You look at the original FTB and some of these other mod packs that were existed for Minecraft. It was insane. Query mining yeah. and all of these crazy cool things. Jetpacks, nuclear reactors. It was awesome. This game, I think, I, I don't think this game can do that because the base game is so flawed and is missing so I many think, core features. I think Bohemia would be smarter to just work on Arma Four. You know, I mean, because they thought, oh, we can take the most successful uh, mod from our Arma and turn it into a game, and people will love it, just like they love DayZ. Well, they found out that that's not how it works. It is possible. I mean, look at uh, if, if you look at PUBG. That started out as a battle royale uh, on on Arma, and then that was kind of picked up by uh, Daybreak. Well, Sony Online at Daybreak, and implemented it as pretty much BR, starting the real BR revolution that we saw. Oh, yeah. uh, and now you know that game is still working, PUBG, but they pushed out a game that had features. Uh, and it worked generally worked day one day z has just not worked and they keep it, they never reached the point of the mod and they still haven't reached the point of features from the mod which is kind of crazy six years later 
that you still haven't reached what modders did in their free time. So well, I don't know. It's just kind of annoying. It is. It's not kind of annoying. It's incredibly annoying. And it, it really just, um, you know, this, this, this whole thing here really just puts the icing on the cake for, for Daisy. Um, the game, I, I'm saying it right here, Brian, officially, the game is DOA. Um, there's not going to be any more features. This game, not that it had a huge player base, you know, in general, we'll talk about that coming up towards the end of the show. But I think it is safe to say that because I even remember maybe six or eight months ago, we had a conversation that, oh, you know, if they were to implement maybe these certain features and this, you know, this could this could make a real splash. This could be a real contender that, that those are days mm-hmm. are gone. This game will do nothing now but coast. And you can successfully yeah. coast in, in retrospect to you know what your numbers are. But the eventual thing here, Brian, is a, is a sharp decline. And I don't see any other yep. way that that changes. If people didn't play the game when it was in development, I can't imagine you're going to have a resurgence of people that go, oh, now we're going to play Daisy. Now that the crew essentially is non-existent, now we're all going to start playing it. I just don't see that. So yeah. I think it's safe to pour one out for uh, for Daisy. Rest in peace. Well, and people are saying in the comments for some of these things that that studio, mostly what they worked on was Survivor Games, which was a mode for it. Uh, and that didn't do well, and they canceled that. But as you can see in 2020, even if that's all they were doing, the rest of the stuff that they're making isn't much. Like the rest it's of the studio nothing. or studios aren't really doing any. They're doing minimal stuff that you could probably put a couple of two or three devs on and say, all right, over the year, you're going to release a couple new guns. All yeah. right, great. We'll do that in the first month. How about that? Uh, and then we'll release you know these few little things here. Oh, you only got to make it so you can have the late. Fix the leg breaking system. All right, there you go. Maybe that's a month. I would assume. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just crazy that, that their whole year worth of plans is like two months worth of work. Yeah, and and I'll say this: Daisy set. Daisy was a very very important stepping stone for where we are today, better or worse. So mm-hmm. it is not it is not lost on me that that Daisy was an incredibly important. Daisy was the beginning of the zombie outbreak in terms of in terms of games. You had that very popular television show, Brian, the AMC show. The name of it, I cannot. The Walking um, Dead. Yes, The Walking Dead. Daisy, from what I remember, was the first real mainstream game that people played in that time period. AMC that show was that, incredibly popular. Um, that felt like that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, obviously it was a mod. It was a, it was Arma 2 and op, Arma 2 Operation Arrowhead. So it was a mod to you know, a game and a mm-hmm. mod pack and then a mod on top of that. Um, but it said it was a very important game in, in where yeah. you can, you can, you can honestly say, Brian, if Daisy hadn't have existed, I doubt we'd even be sitting here right now. And there's not many games Probably that not. you can say that about. I yeah, think a lot of H1Z likely- ones, original early things from Smedley came from Daisy, which a lot of that, not, not all of that, but a lot of that came possibly from uh, Zombieland, the movie that you know was out in that similar time frame, and then obviously AMC's The Walking Dead. So you can, on, I can honestly say, I very strongly doubt we would be doing a show or have ever done a show because I don't think games like H one Z one would have never existed. And if you look at, it, and yep. if you trake that out, Brian, if H one Z one never existed, Fortnite probably doesn't exist. PUBG yeah. doesn't exist. Both of those games essentially spawned out of H1, uh, out of H1Z1. Well, no, okay, wait. Uh, PUBG spawned out of Arma, which was heavily influenced by DayZ, right? 
uh, because they that already existed prior to H1Z1. They licensed, uh, Daybreak licensed from Brent, Brendan. Correct, and, but that was a very, that. that was the first mainstream version of that mod. But And one thing that really made people realize what the mods could do in Arma was DayZ. Yeah. Because DayZ was a very expansive, you know. Oh, it was crazy. An and it immersive was very experience. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. I, you know, I look at it with rose-colored glasses. That was my first real intro into PC gaming, I think, like an actual game that wasn't a Minecraft or a TF2 or, you know, Gary's Mod or something like that. And I was, I was, mm-hmm. I, I was in high school at the time. <laughs> um, uh, and that was like a, that was like a real game and it was incredibly broken. Yes. But yep. absolutely laid the groundwork for probably every early access game that's out right now in some way yep. or another. So rest in peace, rest in peace, Daisy. Brian, we should, you know, have you seen that new meme, Brian, where it's the headstone, and the guy is like looking over it and giving the peace sign. Have you seen that yet? Uh-uh. Somebody can somebody make one of those and it's like Daisy and then it's the infection podcast going like that over the grave. That would be pretty cool. Somebody should do that. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that would be pretty neat. Uh, so, yeah, good. Ho- hopefully somebody can do that. Um, All right. I'm trying to fit in and be cool. Uh, so no. that is uh, <laughs> that is uh, that Here's is the definition of it. I mean, hey, what can I say? That is uh, that's Deadside and Daisy all kind of wrapped up in one little conversation there. If you want to read all the notes and whatnot and the, the whole article, the link will be in our, uh, the link will be on our website, infectionpodcast.com. So there's something I want to talk about, but I don't feel like we really can talk about it in its entirety because <laughs> there were some pretty big leaks done about a game that I've been looking forward to that's coming up Yep, that we can't talk about without doing gigantic spoilers and pretty well, much okay, turning well, the whole story up on its head. Well, no, I disagree. Um, okay. So have you, have you read all about all this already? Yes. So we're talking about the last of us. Um, the last of, the us, last of us two part two, part two uh, which we saw a trailer for at E3 two years ago. It was the, um, the, the country ballroom thing. Um, with all those like Edison lights and it was like a car. I don't know what it was a wedding or something like that that was going on. That was the trailer that we saw at E3 a couple years ago. Um, but this past week from what I read and this is this has been a very fluid thing. So it, it, it may have changed. Apparently a rogue employee. Um, yeah, someone who is in a payment dispute with them. Yeah, which by the way, this guy's going to get his ass handed to him in, in a courtroom inevitably um, mm-hmm. leaked all of the all of the literally all the entire plot twist throughout the game um which i i'm sure this has happened in the past this naughty dog and sony have got to be livid with this yeah. because some of the leaks um the game is showing extreme wokeness and they are getting crucified on social yeah. media over it. I have a feeling this game will sell incredibly worse than it would have previously based on these leaks. People are pissed with the uh, virtue signaling and um, frankly, a lot of the wokeness okay. and SJWness in this game, which I'm not commenting on. I'm just saying these are the yeah. kinds of things that, that you're seeing online is that this game has gone, has, has gone well it's into the It's incredibly out of world. touch. It's which, incredibly out of touch. 
I'm it doesn't fit. It doesn't. And a lot of people are saying it doesn't fit. It, it, none of this stuff even fits into the original story of The Last of Us. It's totally out of context and out of place, which is the big yeah. concern for a lot of people. I mean, what well, one thing? Okay, so there. I'm going to touch. I'm going to touch on some things without breaking. Of course. Story. So first of all, uh, there were some videos. Things. Pretty much the main thing. The only thing that they shown us is okay. One of your main characters is gay. I mean. All yes, they the show that in the original the trailer. Point. Yeah, she kisses a that, she kisses another female. Yes, kisses, so that's a strong girl. Okay, strong. So that was the that first the case. That was mm-hmm. the first thing. The only hint of anything they've shown us about this game is, hey, look, she's gay. Woo! All right, we got it. Perfect. This Johnny Find is goes, pissed that you just broke this news to him. <laughs> this now goes so far behind that, or beyond that, um, to where it talks about okay, so she's gay. But then almost every single character, every single main character is either gay or something else. The only straight character in the game is the dude that was in the first game. The, the male, uh, the main male character is the only straight. And I assume he's straight because they didn't say anything about him. They've taught every single character, main character in this game, even ones you haven't met yet or the ones you've met that aren't in the realm. I'm, I'm trying so hard not to hint at anything that's going to happen. But there's other the other characters that also are main characters that you find out through these leaks are main characters are part of the LGBT you know, in that list. Every single one of them, except for him, are a part of that as Johnny finds Rainbow Alliance, which and, is not very realistic. And why in, in post-apocalyptic environment does everybody all of a sudden become gay? I mean, it <laughs> well, happened. And I, I do believe I do believe this happened because if you look at Road Warrior or um, uh, or what with the. Uh, it was Road Mad Warrior, Max? right? Um, Mad Max. Sorry, the first one was Road Warrior. Oh. That, okay, sure. <laughs> you could look at that and be like, that's kind of odd. But this, like, they've just totally pushed in trying to come up with a weird set of political things. And you can tell it's not, it's not natural what they did. Well, and, and that's the, and that seems to be the concern that I'm seeing online. And again, we, we're not going to get into it on this show for two reasons. First of all, we don't want to spoil the game. Second is we don't talk about politics on this show. Um, mm-hmm. And I, uh, and I, Hold, and I, try and to hold that I, I encourage you not to follow these links if you don't want spoilers don't even open up the article yeah so because it's immediately just tells you every plot in the whole game yeah and, and i think the reason people are so pissed off brian is because i read through this because i don't really care all yeah. of the main story points have to do with people's sexuality which yes is what i think people are finding very odd is the first game had really nothing about that at all from what i i played why does that like why does their sexuality have to do with why is that announced as like one of the main things about that defines that character why yeah. why are we bringing up their sexuality in a video game i mean you well, know you can have that's where, the concern oh, has a girlfriend but why is that the selling point of the character yeah and that's why i use the term wokeness um to describe this and and again i, I, I think what you want about things being woke and not woke the, the point is there's already a an existing game, The Last of Us Part 1, and from what I played in The Last of Us Part 1, human sexuality was not from... And, and, and I don't remember that ever being a part of the game at all. And from what all of the leaks are... Now, here's the thing. These leaks, Brian, could be spun in a certain way to indicate this, but literally all of the leaks here talk about somebody's sexuality and they're in a relationship with this and that and, and somebody kills somebody and this happens and it's like... I, I mean, this, I can I, say what one of the main characters is a transsexual. 
right? That's what that, that's not going to give away any hints at what's happening. But one of the main characters, one that you don't even know about yet, is a transsexual. Then you have the two lesbians, and then you have the main dude. Those are the main characters in this whole game. So there's one straight person. It's just kind of it's just weird. I mean, when it wasn't even anything yeah. to do with the original game, it had nothing to do with it. This wasn't an her sexuality didn't come up in the original game. Yeah, and I think that's the frustrating thing is Brian is if you bring out a new IP and say, hey, this is our new game, this is our story, that's one thing. But you and you saw this with um with with the Ghostbusters movie, Brian. They tried to remake the Ghostbusters movie and they went to the nth degree on trying to make it politically correct and 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 making it as woke as possible and it's I watched about half of that and it was not funny. Was you could awful. tell like they were just trying so hard with just slapstick humor. It wasn't they did not have the chemistry of the original group and they only cast them because they were women. Yeah. The women that played mostly on SNL and things like that. They just hired a bunch of SNL people. Well that worked in the original one, but you know what? It didn't work in this one because well SNL's not funny anymore. I mean we can we can all agree <laughs> with that. I just, I, I just think that that's the concern that I'm seeing and reading here. And, and if, and if you're interested, you can go through and read. You know, you can read through the people's, you can read through people's tweets. And that's, that's the, that's the frustrating part is that yeah. I don't know why any of these points about people's relationships is really relevant to the story of The Last of Us, which is a post-apocalyptic survival game, is as is what it is on its, on its, on its roots. So I think this leak is going to be incredibly damaging for Naughty Dog. I'm I'm considering just getting an Xbox, the the new Xbox as my next. You're that triggered about this? Not triggered, but this was the only game that I was uh, because Red Dead already came out, right? That was the game that I got a PS4 for. Uh, This was the other game that I purchased the PS4 for as well. And if if I'm not going to build to push into this the xbox has better stats right and uh this game if it's just going to be a big sjw hug fest of let's push our propaganda out i have no interest in playing it um i you know i get enough games where they're trying to just push we get we got a pax for goodness sakes i mean you you know all about pax it's just a big propaganda thing we they have a room dedicated to people's sexuality that you have to walk through to get into the place i mean it's a ga- somehow games has turned all about sex and and not in the old way where they were like showing women's boobs and stuff like that. No, it's all about, hey, look, I have, I'm a better class than you because I am this. Whatever my tag is that I can wear on my shirt and have a little symbol for, oh, I'm so much better than you. It's just so frustrating to me that just release a game and don't base your personal little political agenda and shove it in there unless your game is about that, which this is not. Which is fine. And that's the thing is if a game is about that, fine then make the game so that people know that that's what they're getting but don't sneak it in there i mean it, you could cons- you can consider that propaganda yeah i mean I don't, I don't think i'd go as far as the word propaganda i just think i would go i would say brian it's virtue but signal. if you okay let's say that the, it was the opposite side of the political strep- spectrum yeah here's the thing i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to do that i don't want to do that on this show i don't i don't i don't want to do that i don't want to do that on this show i this game is Nothing more than virtue signaling. And if you don't know what virtue signaling is, I'm not going to explain it to you. Go look up what virtue signaling is. That's what this game is. There is already a, gr- a, a ground laid for what this game is. It's a post-apocalyptic survival game. And this new game is a woke 
SJW virtue signaling. Like, it doesn't even appear that, like, it. none of the spoilers are anything but people's sexuality and somebody killing yeah. somebody else. That's it. And to me, yeah. that's, that's a starch contrast, a stark contrast from The Last of Us Part 1, which I've played. So, yeah. I, I mean, just now, obviously, I know this better than everybody else. Twitter is not the best representation of um, public opinion. I think that's been a thing that we've learned over the past couple of years. Yeah. But if the tweets that I have seen about this game are any indication of how it's going to sell and what people are thinking about it, this this is not going this is this will likely not end well for them yeah and there's been a lot that have been accurate i mean remember the as we were talking about earlier with uh ghostbusters the uproar prior you know at the time of it being released well that was pretty accurate once it got released people did not watch that movie um i think that you know sometimes they are pretty accurate when people are in an uproar uh Usually it's for a good reason. I think if people really don't care about having the spoilers and want to go and just read what this is, I think they will be at a point where they say, yeah, okay, this is kind of strange. This doesn't make sense with the original story and everything that's going on, that it's that focused on these weird specific topics. Yep. Now it could be that the game releases and these are just barely sub note, but if, if you go and read it, it would be hard to have that be just kind of a slight casual thing in the background that's happening. I mean, these are pretty big indicators yep. of characters and what happens. So there's our little uh, forte into, uh, into politics for, for the evening. Um, Naughty dog is, is obviously I'm sure very irate about all this. Um, a lot of the initial impressions that I see on social media, people are very uh, frustrated with this. Um, and frustrated that, that it's taken this turn. And, and Brian, it's interesting to hear you say that, Hey, at this point, maybe, you know, maybe we'll give, give Sony the finger, you know, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll get an Xbox. Yeah. I mean, next, I just, next that, gen. Uh, already, you know, looking at, we talked, we've talked about a couple weeks ago, the Xbox mm-hmm. stats slightly yeah. better. Uh, and then this was the only game exclusive game that was really tying me to where I was like, this is the game I'm waiting for other ones. I think I'll be able to get on the Xbox. You know, there's, they're not, I don't, can't think of any other ex, uh, PlayStation exclusives other than this that I was waiting for. And so, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that Very, uh, is, unless it, unless it comes out and they have backed off on that and made, sure, have characters be that, but don't have it be pretty much every single thing in your plot twist and your thing are about sexuality. I don't need to see that. I don't, it doesn't need to be a part of it because that's not the game I'm purchasing. I'm not buying a game where there's, Girls are playing volleyball. It, it, it boobs are bound. At least I'm not playing a game about sexuality. I have no interest in that. This is supposed to be a, zom- a, a very hardcore zombie apocalypse type of a game, and it seems like it's turning away from that. I would, uh, based on what I've seen, that does appear to be the uh, does appear to be the way as well. So uh, interesting thing with uh, Last of Us Part Two and a major blow to both Naughty Dog and Sony as they uh, are. You know, at this point, they're in the thick of it of the console wars. For I the, think, for the yeah, I think this consoles. is going to be. I think Sony is probably very upset about this, and who knows what they're going to say to Naughty Dog? I mean, for, you can't. They can say, "Oh, you know, it, part of Naughty Dog 
to a point is somewhat of a, is a victim. We talked about that. This person is probably going to get sued very heavily. Uh, yeah. Have, have some major legal issues, but I bet you Sony's looking at Naughty Dog and saying, you're one of our, you know, pillar titles that we have. Uh, what, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Release a game that people want to play. Quit with political. Yeah. Cause I don't think Sony is, is, I mean, they're so, they're, company from over in japan right i mean I, I don't think that they're embroiled in it in the same way that we are here i would agree so something interesting if you don't want the spoilers don't look at it if you do want the spoilers i think it's something interesting to uh to take a look at so, yeah so and anyways, you I, I think we did i think we did all right we didn't give away any major no not at all but yeah, that was kind of frustrating. All right. So Epic, there's some news from Epic. Uh, and they have caved a little bit on their crusade, as it says here, to take on the 30% uh, cuts that various platforms and things are taking from game sales. Including Google. So yes, this, that was the big holdout the, for them. The Google Play Store, they did not have, and this is kind of odd for people, they didn't have uh, Fortnite on the Google Play Store. They had, you had to download a separate launcher and updater yep. and everything. No, you had to go to Fortnite.com uh, like or net slash Android and download the APK. Yeah, sideload. Yeah, and then you, you'd install that. It would maintain the updates and everything else. Uh, yeah. So now they are listing it on there. Um, so this is something that, you know, I know they were holding out, but I think they realized Google's not going to budge. Google makes or, plenty of money. Maybe Google did budge. It doesn't say what the rate they agreed to is. Um yeah. It's, so it's they, I mean they're on maybe there they negotiated 20% or 15 or something like that. Who knows? Mm, I mean I don't see do you see in here they say they actually gave them a better price? I just No, but I don't it. think we I don't think we know. It just I mean the the article really it, the headline here is is interesting. It says Epic's crusade against 30% takes a tumble. We don't really necessarily we don't all we know is that the game's on the Google Play Store. We don't know what rate they've negotiated. Now, it's a fair assumption that it's 30%, but it would seem odd that after all this time, yeah, you know, like th- this game's been out on Android forever now. It seems odd that at this yeah. point they would decide, okay, now we're going to bend the knee to Google. If I think if it if they were going to agree to thirty percent, they would have done it a year and a half ago, or two years ago, whenever this thing first started showing up on mobile. Um, yeah. I find that to be a little odd. Yeah, um, and I think that one thing they do is on here, they say that they hope that Google revises policies and business dealings in the near future so that all developers are free to reach and engage in commerce with customers on Android and in the Play Store through open services, including payment services that can compete on a level playing field, the company said. So Interesting. Uh, but yeah, they, I, I, from everything I've seen, it seems like they're paying the 30% cut and just... You know, because I think they realize how much they're losing out not being on the Play Store. Because it, it, most people do not have the understanding to go to a website and download a launcher. Yeah. Um, now, in other news, Brian, uh, the company that makes RuneScape, um, Jagex, mm-hmm. they actually they were owned by a uh, a Chinese firm, um, part of the. Uh, Fukong Interactive Entertainment, which is a Chinese game group, um, they have actually been sold to a U.S.-based uh, management firm called um, MacArthur Fortune Holdings, 
through one of its fund called uh, Platinum Fortune. Interesting to see. Now, normally, we normally this is the other way around. You've got U.S. based or you know U.K. or you know European based game developers that get sold to Chinese holding companies. It's not very often you see a Chinese company divest its interest in a game and then a U.S. firm taking it on. Um, yeah. Jagex is based out of the U.K. But nevertheless, they were you know, they were owned completely. All of their assets were owned by this Chinese group. Very interesting to see that that this has been sold. Now, this apparently this has been rumored for a while, um, like for over a year or so. But I don't I don't remember ever seeing this before. Norm, I, I don't think yeah. I, I don't I haven't seen Chinese companies uh, you know, Chinese companies divesting interest in games like this. Normally, it's the complete opposite. So I wonder what the deal is. And it was a heavy price: five hundred and thirty million dollars for the for the company. I mean, who knows if this is, has something to do with the pandemic? I mean, that is a possibility that maybe they're running into financial issues that they didn't foresee. And so I, they have, have pushed this forward to get it done. I thought the same thing, but then there are rumors that lead back as early as January of last year that this was hmm. floating around. So something else is afoot here. I think now I'm not saying yeah. that the um, whole coronavirus thing didn't maybe push the ball forward on it. But I just wonder what was happening in January of 2019, in which this firm wanted to get rid of, get rid of an I, you know, get rid of, get rid of uh, Jagex. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. I and that that's something we haven't heard of yet. I mean, I've kind of hinted that it could maybe uh, something we see in the future as a reaction to all the things happening politically that we may see more restrictions on China owning things in our country. I think that. From here on out, I think it's going to be viewed as a liability uh, politically. I think it's going to be more of a liability and viewed as that for companies to have uh, or for China to have such strong ownership of companies. Because, for instance, most people don't realize this, but just as an example, so that people understand, you know, video games isn't a highly important area, uh, you know, it, when it comes down to surviving. But, no, but it's China a huge does- part of commerce. But China owns uh, almost all of the pork production. And this is something that's been a big issue, right? Uh, Because China was sending a lot of their representatives early on back and forth to this pork production plant, which is in the United States, but it's owned by China. Uh, And so the production company that makes 25% of of the pork for the United States or I think, yeah, it's 25% of the production of pork in the United States was out of this one company. But it was just tons of people were getting corona because early on before everything was shut down and before they were admitting it out of China, they had people flying back and forth as representatives for this. And so our 25% of our pork production was almost shut down in the United States because it was owned by China and it was just happened to be highly infected in comparison to other industries in the United States, things like that. I think they're going to view that type of a situation and say, well, we can't let that happen, right? We can't risk having our whole pork industry totally collapse because it's something like that. And I think they'll use justifications like that to start limiting the amount that foreign countries can have ownership of what they consider important. And I don't think video games are going to ever be there. But I think we're going to see uh, start things starting to kind of push back against China owning everything because they've just been buying up lots and lots. And we've seen it very heavily in the video game industry for us. I mean, we, we see it all the time, uh, but it's happening not just in video games, but in industries all across the country. 
Yeah, it'll be something interesting to follow. Um, obviously, there was no, there's no indication here that anybody was forced for the, for this mm-hmm. sale. This appeared to have come out of yeah. something, and I just wonder. That's why I thought it's 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 one that was done. We just have never seen them give up something like that. Uh, yeah, without you know at all, I've never seen them actually sell anything like that. So it's kind of strange. It is kind of strange. Uh, wanted to bring that up, and uh, thought it was an interesting thing as we've continued to uh, kind of track and keep an eye on uh, some of that stuff going on between the u.s and china and different game development studios and and shares on mm-hmm. you know who owns who and whatnot so um that is uh jagex and runescape very good um another another thing that was put up there was a uh, some adjustments coming into Warzone. yeah for people that have been playing that a lot but they are making some changes to kind of combat the cheaters okay one thing that I've really heard is a lot of complaints about PC and the number of cheaters. Yeah, uh, so, so am I. I don't so, know how accurate they are, but... Yeah, I mean, but you hear about it. So what they're going to be doing is uh, when you report somebody is cheating, you will get a uh, confirmation in-game when that player is banned. Um, also, they're going to be uh, deploying additional dedicated security updates for this. Uh, updated matchmaking to match suspected cheaters together. So rather than banning all of them, which, you know, if you just take those cheaters and kind of make them all play together, they're not going to turn around and buy a new account right away. Um, Increased resources across backend tech, studio, and enforcement teams. So I'm assuming they're putting more money into the anti-hacking slash cheating departments. Uh, And then their report a player functionality to kill cam and spectate modes is going to be added. So you'll be able to go from kill cam, watch, See if you think it's a cheater. Also, spectate that person and be able to report them at that point as well. Okay. Brian, essentially what you just read is a sexier version of what games do when they say worked on anti-cheat. This is a bunch of nothing. Additional dedicated security updates. I mean, the only thing that I think is neat here is that they're going to match possible cheaters or suspected cheaters together. I don't know how that process is going to work and what happens if you accidentally get tagged with Black. being a cheater, you know, and how long does that last? You know, what's the, what's, you know, what's the process? Like, is it once your tagged account is tagged, you only get grouped with cheaters? How is that going to work? How accurate is that going to be? That That's a little disconcerting for me. Um, and then, you know. A, a resource across back-end tech, studio, and enforcement. It was a bunch of bullshit. Working yeah. on anti-cheat. That's a, it's just a sex... And it's just funny that this is the difference between AAA development and indie development. Right? They released this nice, pretty graphic with all these things that they're going to work on and all this other crap. And when in reality yep. is, it's one bullet point. Continuing to work on anti-cheat. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if... Uh... I mean, we saw these same things with H1Z1, you know, putting the reporting screen and all these, you know, little things, but did it ever really change? Uh, it'll be, it's all, they can promise whatever they want. What is going to speak is if you turn around and are able to play without feeling like there's hackers in every game, which I remember in H1Z1, we hit a period where we could not go a game of Battle Royale. Um, without having a hacker or yeah. king of the kill, you know, whatever, all the things that was named throughout the process. Uh, no, agree completely. Agree completely. So, 
So I, I think, yeah, that, that is kind of frustrating, but we'll see. Um, yeah, no promises as, as we've seen, quit promising, just deliver, you know, well, it's, start it's putting it in. That. It's not even that. I, I appreciate the update. I just, I find it very funny and I'm not, I'm not taking a shot at you, Brian. I just think it's very mm-hmm. funny how we look at this and our initial reaction is, oh, this is so great. When we also would bash, we would bash anybody else that puts in essentially the same thing, but they just put it as a one bullet point, continuing to work on anti-cheat. It's just, it, it's, it's the, this is the polishness of AAA. This is having a marketing team and, and, and PR people that say, no, Brian, this is not, you can't write this. You've got to. We've got to sexify this, break this down into something, put a nice graphic on it. Bam. There's your update. You know, no, you can't just say that. That looks like we're not doing anything. It's just funny. Yeah. I mean, it it is kind of frustrating and you figure uh, if, if this works, I think having it to where people can report all the different areas, that's great. Um, but it's going to come down to, are they able to cut them out to where it's not purely people reporting? Because you know how inaccurate those are. People, someone will have a better than average shot. And of course, you know, I've yelled at plenty of times, that person's got to be hacking. Uh, there's a good chance that maybe they're not. I, I think I was fairly accurate because, you know, I've been talking to the H1Z1. I was able to communicate with him and he would say that mine were fairly accurate, right? But I know I had to have been wrong a number of times because yeah, it could be just someone got a lucky shot off. Yeah, maybe uh, I, I, I mean, think, maybe somebody's just better than you. I mean, of course. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that it comes down to they need to have the tech that detects the cheaters and so that they get banned before a player has to encounter them. So, yeah. and that's a tough thing. It's, it's a lot of games have been trying to figure this out. Uh, and that's the problem with the multiplayer game. Agreed. I'm looking forward to it. I've seen a lot of the complaints about the cheating. I will say that I have not, um, I have not, played a whole lot as of late but the little bit i have played over the past couple of weeks i don't i i have not felt like oh i'm getting you know roasted every single day kind of thing i didn't feel that at all yeah. so you know uh, yeah I, i'm seeing like oh, i see uh, shock articles or shock headlines brian like oh console players are turning off um cross-platform matchmaking because they're getting their ass kicked by cheaters and it's like eh. I don't know how much of that I believe. I mean, I think I've played a good enough of, I think I've played a fair enough amount of Call of Duty Warzone that if it was as rampant as some of these articles are indicating, I would see. We saw it in PUBG. We saw the rampant hacking in PUBG. It was every single game, game after game after game after game. I have not seen that. Now, has there been a time or two that somebody may have killed me cheating? Probably. But this game lends itself to not, maybe not, maybe I don't realize I'm getting killed by cheaters, which if that's the case, Brian, that's a good sign. Is there really even an issue? Now, obviously, if, there is. You don't want people cheating, but if I can't tell that somebody is hacking and killing me, how big of an issue is it? Yeah, I think that that's that's the thing is if they can get it down to a level where you don't notice, the hackers are going to be there. You of know, course, every game has hackers, um, but I think if they can get it down to a level where you don't notice. You know, and keep banning them in the background, have it be where maybe they'll get a couple games in, but eventually they'll get caught in a play session. Um, that's good enough for me. You're not going to be able to stop at 100%, but uh, if it gets to the point where we saw it at its worst with H1Z1, where every game you're going to run into a cheater, seeing people with 
40 something kills and just seeing kill being killed from across the map by people you know people just kill 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 in the bigger game because they're just shooting through everything that can't happen i don't think i mean obviously h1z1 had its issues i think the bigger thing here was daisy or excuse me not daisy the bigger issue here was PUBG. pubg pubg was it was dude it was bad there for a while it was really yeah. really rough well and people get playing but i think china's held them through it <laughs> at this point uh and it, china held h1z1 through for a long time um this game i think is relying less on china well they've got so their own versions little, of call they've got their own versions of I, I think that they have a little more motivation to make it playable in the united states where the other ones were like well we're making so much money off of china we don't really care about the united states at this point yeah so um, I think, yeah and i think they, i think they of, will put a lot of effort into it well and call of duty historically is a western game i mean that's you know that that's always what it's been um, well and ph is bringing up the point of war zone and we brought this up when uh h1z1 went free to play uh Warzone is free. That makes it more difficult for them to combat cheaters than PUBG because they can just create new accounts. Uh, there's very little holding them back, especially fiscally. There's not much holding them back to, from just creating a new account, re-rolling a hardware ID, and being right back in the game. How do you combat cheaters when they can well, recreate their Oh, their, here's their the accounts? thing, Brian. Activision and Infinity Ward and Treyarch, you know, all of the Call of Duty companies... They need to be able to figure that out. This Activision Blizzard has got to be the largest gaming company in the on the, in the West. I, I don't. I, mean, I can't it, think it, of anybody that's bigger. You have to prevent them from allowing people to play over VPNs. I mean, you're going to have to restrict it down, where maybe some people won't be able to play who normally were playing other ways. But don't allow VPNs. Don't allow all these things, and you'll cut down a fair chunk of them because a lot of them, sure, they can spoof their hardware ID, but their internet address maybe something that is more of a struggle for them to change on a regular basis. Uh, you know, but still that's going to cause other issues. It's just, there's, it's, it sucks, but hopefully they can cut it down enough to where it doesn't interfere with their game. I played a lot of call of duty a lot. And I've been very, I've been pleasantly surprised with, um, the, the, the lack of cheating. Now, obviously, Warzone mm-hmm. is the new part of it. I've been playing it since you know it originally came out when you know when it was the multiplayer part of it. Um, the war, you know, Warzone's relatively new. I've been very, very happy with their approach to to cheating. It seems I have not had, and when you do see people cheating, Brian, their names are not Chinese symbols. I mean, I yeah. I have absolutely been in lobbies with cheaters, and they're just they're they're, they're Americans. I mean, they speak you know they're Americans. Yeah. They're speaking English, and they're and they're and they're talking shit in the lobby and afterwards, think, like, "Oh, you just suck." And it's like, no, dude, you have ninety six kills in domination, and you were lasering me from across the map. You're cheating. Um, yeah. But you know, it's not this random Chinese symbol thing, which was a, a steeple of of PUBG and H one Z one, which was you know, oh, he, yeah. here's you know QQ three eight six five nine has got seventy kills. You know, in a game, it, it's not that. Yeah. And I think the difference is that there is, uh, I'm sure that they've already got those restrictions in there. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I give huge props. To, I, I'm a Call of Duty fanboy, but I give huge props to Infinity Ward and Activision on this. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Great. We will see what happens. Hopefully, they'll help. They'll, hopefully, they'll be able to curb it. So, yes, sir. Uh, do we want to do a quick game giveaway here? Get yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, we'll do that, and or excuse me, Brian will do that. And while he's getting all that squared up, let's uh, we've been we've got a lot of news out of uh, Seven Days to Die as of late, and we've got some more 
uh, concept art out this or some concept art and some other uh, pictures and whatnot that are coming out from uh, the, the official Twitter of seven days to die this past week. So let's look at a couple things here. Here are some, uh, here are some pieces of concept art that they're working on, which are some different, uh, some different zombies that are in the game. Uh, you can see, you can see them right there. They zombie Steve. This seems to kind of fit the, the look and feel of seven days to die. Um, here's we got another female zombie here. And then a, uh, another female zombie here as well. So that's, that's some of the concept art that they are working on. But outside of that, um, they're also adding mannequins, uh, to the game for, for alpha 19. So you'll see, uh, these, these random mannequins hanging around in the world. I would assume they will be in different areas. It says that they're, you know, maybe you'll see them in, maybe they'll be strategically placed in, uh, certain areas. So when you walk into a room, maybe you see a player scares. standing there. Yeah, kind of. I mean, we've all experienced that in you know, games from time to time where the things are placed in a certain way. Um, to, to you know to make you maybe you're, you know, you're pre-firing at a mannequin um mm-hmm. and then the last thing here is the uh the trees brian and the the snow biome uh and they've they've made an adjustment here to the snow trees this is a very pretty screenshot very yeah. very pretty this looks great this may be one of the better screenshots i've ever seen out of seven days to die winter is very hard to do in video games it's very yeah. resource intensive can look like crap very easily. I think they've nailed it with with these uh, with this winter scene. Yeah, and I think they've done a good job. I mean, one thing they did a year ago or whatever whatever it was was go through and really redo their trees to make them look more realistic. And you can see here they've done a good job of taking those models and making it look like there's snow buildup on the individual leaves. Uh, you know, and then it's kind of the standard making the snow white in certain areas or the ground white. And having that effect. But I think, yeah, they did a good job of kind of turning this around and making it look much more realistic in the wintertime because it wasn't very realistic looking in their more snowy areas uh, originally. So it looks like they're hiring of this new modeler and making the graphics a much bigger importance than it was in the past. I mean, there was no importance in the past. And I think now one more indicator that I think they're getting close to release, pushing towards release. Yeah, now with this, um, let's see, this looks, this, where's the, uh, there's a dev update here, um, how, this looks like it's from later, this looks like it's a couple months old, is this new? Uh, well, it's got a mix of things, so are you, okay. you're looking at the, the last one there, uh, so this has some of the images that you saw, if you go okay. through, you can see, yeah. uh, I think it's one that he's posted oh, afterwards yeah, see, they, so i hate how they do this they put a form post out and then just tack onto the form post it's impossible to follow yeah so you can see but uh, there was some uh, the reason i put this in here is because there were some additional things that we haven't shown okay uh for instance so that you saw that if you go to the next part where it says trader gen and you can yeah. see the concept art and then if you scroll down you can see the actual character that they've been modeling that will be trader gen so, uh, so that's the concept art there, uh, and then now there's the the actual model. Oh, cool! Uh, that's that they they're making. Uh, below that, they show some of the new tools, which is a night and day difference uh, between the old tools. Wow. Um, these are very realistic looking in comparison. Uh, they show the stone axe, 
which of course once you get in game you'll lose a lot of that detail but these are the original uh renders in the modeling software high definition that then they'll bake down and try you know we'll lose some of the detail there some of the the steel club which you see a lot of little details there yeah Yeah, they see they show some variations of things you can wrap around it to give it different looks um different things like beds in game and mattresses that are going to be leaning around the junk sledge uh which looks like turret yeah yeah the turret they have in there they show the wrench and there's one that's actually in game so you can see how it rendered in the game that looks pretty good yeah still looks good uh they have also some store items you know they just have it kind of sitting in a fake scenery background in the rendering Mm -hmm. software but you can see they're going to have stores with just empty racks they show the auto shotgun concept um just a lot of guns uh impact driver just a lot of different stuff they remember that junk drone that we showed they showed that in here uh and then a lot of the zombie things that we showed before so very cool a lot of cool upcoming stuff uh that's going to be in 19 and probably 20 now the one thing to note here in bold is that vehicle mods and vehicle breakdowns and uh, collision systems have been pushed to alpha 20 okay not yeah, that those are that the biggest the- features in the world, um, but if you were if you were uh, basing your entire play experience on vehicle mods and uh, breakdown and collision system, that will uh, not be in this version of the game. Brian, we have got to be like weeks away from this at at, at, at most at this from point. From nineteen, I mean, yeah, yeah, dude, they're releasing. They should be pretty close. I, Dude, they don't release screenshots until the game's ready to go. And we've been getting an average of, what, two to three, four of these? Well, and they did do that that thing, trying to get people to sign up to do the test stream, which they usually do for a week or so prior to release. So they'll probably pick out a couple of people. They'll get that going. They'll do a week worth of streaming, uh, and then it'll launch. So it could be still a couple weeks. It could be in a week you see people starting to stream it. Yeah, I I faxed my... uh, Fax my social security card in them last week to make sure I could get yeah, access. Nice. Yeah, very exciting. I'm sure it'll, I had to go full sure federal background check. Yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah. It's great. Hopefully, Joel <laughs> says, Oh, I know who he is. Big oh, yeah. deal. Oh, infection pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, one thing oh, uh, uh, as far game, as the game. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the game giveaway. Uh, I want to uh, thank Firebomb, who de- donated a lot of different keys for me to give away. So, I appreciate that. This one is the Warlock of Firetop Mountain. It is mostly positive for the ratings. It is a adventure indie action board game RPG. So if you're into RPG style games, it's currently $20. Uh, it's a single player game, but you can go through and uh, and play the equivalent of a very interactive board game. You know, it has kind of that board game feel, but it's a full dungeon environment that you're working through. So a very unique concept, looks pretty cool. Um, and uh, hopefully, if you enjoy that, type exclamation point giveaway in chat, and you have a chance to win it. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, so let's. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Last Oasis? Um, yeah, sure. What's going on, Last Oasis? So one thing that they do is they there's been you know exploits and just all kinds of stuff that happens with new games that are released. Of course. Uh, and and so one, one thing they are announcing with this is they're aiming at late next week of having a content update. So some new features for that currently in testing uh, for the new build, trying to fix issues that pop up with that. 
Uh, one thing that they have mentioned is that with they think feel like the, a majority of the cheating issues have uh, been dealt with, and so it's cut down way on the, way down on the cheating. Uh, they said that we're at four digits with bans by now, so you know they're in the over thousand level of banning. Um, they said the next big thing you've all been reporting is exploiting. So people, and one thing we showed last week, you know, somebody glitching into an object and then creating a script to uh, harvest things for people. Uh, they said they take exploits very seriously and they're prioritizing those reports, uh, trying to deal with them. Also, they're working on dealing with uh, performance and lag that people may have been experiencing uh, because any of these multiplayer games, especially in a large world like this with a lot of moving parts, uh, when you pretty much have a base that moves with you, it's very difficult to optimize that. Uh, but one thing they said with the tests that they've been doing, they've seen significant improvements with the FPS and it's much more stable. So uh, that those things will be included in the content patch. So you should see a performance update or increase from that. Um, so... Also, they, the zerging problem they've been trying to find. We, we mentioned this, I think, last week. Mm -hmm. They've been looking for solutions to that. Uh, and they said, you know, in a sandbox game like this, it's critical. So they'll be implementing some initial fixes after they do some tests with them. It's going to incorporate uh, Oasis. Uh, Oasis. That's a weird word. Oasis. I don't know. Oasis. With a waist size with different clan <laughs> size restrictions, which will allow everyone to travel between best suited tiles depending on their group size. We'll use the first changes to keep collecting more information about the problem and iterate on it, on it based on your feedback. So pretty much if you have a small group playing in, you know, on a server, they're not going to allow a giant clan to go into your zone, I would assume, or not allowing them to go across servers like that. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and then, of course, more fixes and various things. Um, they said they're long overdue. Uh, they says they're long overdue on both uh, the Oasis burning feature and the access to private server hosting, um, as those part of the games ha are heavily intertwined and major majorly contributed to the issues with the servers on release. They have been postponing them to be absolutely sure that the problems won't repeat once they're enabled. So they said that the engineers are still working and tweeting on and testing these things surrounding those features, but they're expecting to bring both within the next two weeks. So you should see the scorched sun and private servers back uh, within the next two weeks. Very cool. So, um, uh, you know, obviously they had a rough start, but they seem to be dedicated to the cause of releasing, you know, a, a game and cleaning, yep. cleaning up the, cleaning up the nonsense. I mean, they yep. seem they seem to really be busting their ass, Brian, and that's that that's encouraging. And I think they're at the end of the day, I think their player numbers and count is going to indicate that people people notice yeah. this stuff. They absolutely do. Yeah, if they keep pushing features forward, improving performance, like doing that on a consistent basis, people will continue playing your game. Uh, just look at Arc. Arc is a good example of this. The very first week that we played Arc rubber banding lagging i mean it was a mess but you know what they said hey we're we're working on this and we will we will see some you'll see some improvements sure it wasn't perfect day one after that but over time uh you know within various weeks the lag the rubber banding got less and less and then it got to where as you see now the game performed beautifully so i think that they just need to keep on it like that 
Yes, sir. All right. Um, ROE, they released an update this week. And okay. the only one update, usually we see a pile of updates from them, but this is uh, a new supply box that you can get and some bug fixes. So they have some new weapon skins, uh, a new adventurer character has been added. And this one is very much a military style character. Uh, you know, looks like some sort of a, a American military character they've added, and, which kind of matches the somewhat American female military character we saw yeah, last we saw week. Last week, yeah. So they've added in a bounty hunter style, which looks like you know pretty much a, one of the contract soldiers. Macho, <laughs> macho man. Oh yeah, with his beard and everything. So <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I uh, that's pretty like much the majority guy, of what they're doing. I mean, I know you're almost there. <laughs> To be honest, oh, the beard is it looks like he looks like Santa Claus with the beard. That's a little bit over. You yeah, think it's a little I mean, overblown. Is this what I mean, they did. is this what uh is this what the is this the like the Asian thoughts of what you know Yeah, when they're like, the, okay, so draw draw an American military guy and there's like Google it and they look it up and like, okay, beard. one of those Yeah, got, they have such a big beard. It's <laughs> so go. funny. Um yeah, that that's great. Nisco can't even see his lips, odd. Yeah, well, yeah, I tell I mean, you what, it's though, just... it's very—it's very nicely manicured. It's groomed very. It's not—it looks. Oh like yeah, it's he good. takes care of his beard. You can tell. Yeah, of course, yeah. Killing, uh, so killing the infidels and, and just yeah. using beard oil. Combing his mean, beard. Yeah, what what yeah. what can I say? That's pretty funny. Good for. Which has a lot of maintenance, and I can imagine in the deserts, because with my beard, like I was having to put beard oil in it and comb it constantly and wash it because it gets stinky. It's just. And you well, weren't fighting in, you know, you weren't fighting. And infinite. I'm not in the middle of Afghanistan in a <laughs> desert either. And I was still struggling. So, all right. Uh, let's, um, yeah. let's talk about Rust for a minute. Um, we've got okay. a, a, an update here from Rust, a, a dev uh, vlog that our, uh, our friend Shadowfrax did. So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll roll this. We'll talk a little bit about Rust after that. They have added a very cool feature that I'm excited about. So we'll watch this video. And then uh, we'll discuss right after this. Greetings, survivors and friends. Shadow Franks here with your latest Rust news, which, like some cheap ham that was accidentally dropped, is a little bit thin on the ground, but here it is. Oh, and please leave a like and subscribe if you'd be so kind. In the last episode, I went through a few changes to farming and water, and in addition to these, now input and output slots have been added to campfire-powered purifiers. Fluid switches also now have inputs to switch them on and off. As well as this, hardiness genes on plants now boost their temperature happiness, presumably making them more tolerant of colder biomes. And congratulations to everyone who spotted the deliberate mistake in last week's video. I stole a zero and hid it in a crate somewhere because water jugs actually will now hold 5 litres rather than 500 mil as stated. Slap wrist. Over on Staging Branch, if you fire it up, you'll notice that there's a new splash screen showing off the new Face Punch logo, now with less punch and more face. So glad I got that merch with the old one on now. Could be worth something one day. Use code Shatterfrax on the store for 10% off. And in works in progress, there are still a ton of commits relating to modular cars, including one that shows they'll be able to spawn on road and roadside topologies. Although that's not to say that's the only place you'll find them. Also in the commits over the last few days, some rather intriguing new features are being mentioned. First of all, as I briefly touched on in the last episode, a new branch called Voice Props is being worked on. There's mention of cassettes, 
and now a radio, which you may remember a very, very old concept of back in the day. Here's a more recent batch of concepts, though, which were produced around the time of the Instrument DLC, and which eventually led to this model being created. Along with this, support for Shoutcast is apparently being experimented with, which is an online radio station broadcasting service. There's also mention of an Allow Internet Streams Convar to disable streams and replace them with copyright-safe content. What fresh madness will this lead to, and exactly what functionality will it give us? I'll have to let you know when I get the signal, so stay tuned for more info. Also interesting to note is another branch entitled Mixing Table, and this is currently shrouded in vagueness, so exactly what will be mixed on the table is very much to be confirmed. Will it be substances, sounds, or pie fillings? Again, I'll have to let you know when it becomes more solid. Something solid I do have to show you, though, is some of the latest work on the update to building blocks. First of all, conditional models, as you can see here, that will affect the appearance of corners, for one thing, and make wooden bases look much more cabiny. And lastly, a look at the upcoming ramp block, designed with modular vehicle access and, I guess, potential stunts in mind. These will sit on the ground and foundations at a much shallower angle than foundation stairs and appear to be a quarter block high each at the moment, so you'll need a good run-up in front of your garage. I stream various things on Twitch three times a week. I'm saying that now because a lot of you still don't know this, it seems. Link down below. Also, you can keep up to date with my content on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and my Steam group, so join me there. Let me know your thoughts on this week's news, but in the meantime, keep calm and stay rusty. Cheerio. All right, we thank Shadowfrax, as always, for his update. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Brian, this is by far the most exciting feature I think Rust has ever included. Now, Shadowfrax, he's a smart man. He knows his stuff. He's a little off base, though, about the radio functionality. So Shoutcast mm-hmm. is not something that just online radio uses, but really any radio station. It, it, Shoutcast and Icecast are the two main open source protocols that are used to stream audio online. Um, so yes. any if you go to a radio station website or you have an app for a radio station, like your local music station or whatever, that is most likely using Shoutcast on the back end. It's a relay service. They stream... The radio station streams to Shoutcast, Shoutcast relays it to you. Same thing with Icecast. It's the same thing. So, and you and I have both run these type of radio stations as well. I do. So I run like one right now. A, yes. You're, you're running one now. I've run one <laughs> yeah. and I've run them for years in the past. Yes. Uh, and so it'd be something that would be really easy. Even if you could get, you could, you could put on a website and have kind of like a Rust themed radio Brian. station that people could add to their own stations. Yes. Brian. Yes. Guess what we're going to do? What are we going to do? We're creating an infection podcast. Icecast server. I'll set it up. We'll loop the show. You can literally play that in the game. We will be in Rust. I have. I've got, do... I've got a shoutcast server. I can, we can stream anything we want to it. Okay. Okay. Let me let me bring that idea in a little bit. Okay. How whoa, about whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay? Not just playing our normal episodes because it you don't want the same episode of loop. But if we could we could <laughs> have one where we have like a short little kind of like fake radio station thing that we do like a short. 15 minute thing that gets mixed in with various music and other things that we add well, in. Well, you there can't do music and you offer have have licensing for music. There's a lot of open source music you could find some decent all stuff right. for. So, are you saying that, Brian, we are going to start? Because I, I ran a radio station that played all open source music. You're, and do you still have a lot of that music? I have access to it, yes. Great. 
So maybe we should start. Maybe we're going to start an infection podcast, Rust Radio Station, and then uh, and offer it to people in Rust to put on their their stations. Yeah, of course Brian wins Nisco because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Brian's always great. Nevertheless, no, infection okay. podcast will be a steeple of this radio station. I can guarantee you that. Oh yes, it will be the first we'll time. Make it into the base game. Well, we will. We will literally service. be in the game. This will be the first time that we've ever been in a video. But we game. need to get it to where they put us into the official servers. The infect, yeah. We'll become such a, st- a staple of <laughs> Rust Radio that they're like, we need you in the regular game. We'll give you money if we can use this. Okay. All right, here we go. We're talking with Brian Aldridge now about all the great features that we are adding to the radio element of the show. I'm, I'm afraid to turn one of the knobs on my thing and mess everything up. So The HF detail knob is radio. you'd want to turn, but it's the green knob. But uh. <laughs> oh, mine, mine is, uh, Mine's not the... I have the DBX, so... So do I, but it's all right. Uh, Epic's game box drawing up. Yeah, I mean, hey, they're, you know, they, they lost... They, they took their tumble with Google Play, so... Brian and I've got to make up our revenue elsewhere. It, uh. Oh, I do want to mention um, for those people, like we do Amazon affiliate linking. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Amazon has cut the percentage no. uh, that they give to people down to like one percent. Huh. So there's so really for, no money in affiliate linking anymore. So much for these large companies like YouTube and Amazon and Google helping out during the uh, the coronavirus pandemic. More like YouTube is still shafting their creators, and now Amazon is too. Wow. Yep. So, Good thing we don't one, live yeah, off like, Amazon it's like, affiliate It's like one point something percent. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking if if like that's what we had kind of hedged all our bets on, it, you can't make anything off of one percent. Yeah. We'd, Brian would be on OnlyFans. <laughs> no. I'll skip that for now. <laughs> um, so so that, is, uh, that is El Rusto. Um, we do need to talk about PUBG because yes. last week we... We skipped we it. Ran a, we but ran knowing, a little long. Knowing they were going to do an update. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we've got a uh, we've got a large update here, Brian. Uh, this, this is their update seven. Um, oh, I didn't seven point one. Two. Yeah, I didn't realize there was two videos here. Um, okay. So I take so the second video is purely gameplay with like music and stuff. It, it okay. It's not really a trailer. We can okay, show well, if we're going to talk. You can play it in the background. Okay. Well, then the, that's the, the one first one. one is so let me. Uh, let me let me get that started <laughs> okay. while you uh, while you set this up for us. All right, so this is the seven point one patch. Uh, they did do some pretty big updates in this. Um, now they did this in multiple segments. Uh, okay. So they had the season seven that they did. We when we talked about some of those things, and then on the sixteenth they did a set of patches, mostly performance increases. On the twentieth they did another couple of patches, fixing issues with like sticky bomb. And on the 22nd, they did another big set of patches. So this has been kind of a set of patches to the 7.1. Okay. Um, so I'm patiently, patiently waiting. Um, okay. I mean, I can, we, we keep going if you want here a little bit. Um, one thing that's different in this, and they're gonna, they'll talk about it in this, but I'll just give you kind of an idea of what to expect. Bikendi, that map is back. Um, they've added a bunch of things to it that they'll show. Also improved um, some of the POIs and things that are in the in that map. Okay. Um, so you see a lot with that. Also, they're going to be talking about po- probably talking about the Survivor Pass that's coming up as well. Okay, cool. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at it. This is the PUBG patch report that I had ready this entire time. Season seven has just arrived, and our first patch brings you a whole new version of Akendi with updated locations, terrain, and new ways to get around the thawing island. There's also a new set of Akendi themed rewards in Survivor Pass Coldfront. All this and more in Update 7.1. 
When Vikendi went on vacation last season to make room for the debut of Karakin, we promised to bring it back to you with a fresh new look. Our updated take on Vikendi brings a variety of changes, so let's quickly go over a few. We've removed a good portion of Vikendi's snow across the island to help some of the visibility issues players had previously. Call it a spring thaw. During the Vikendi playtest, some of you thought we went a little too far with snow removal, so we've dropped a fresh coat in the northern parts of the island around the Ice River, while keeping the southern part of the island a little more clear. The weather patterns have also been updated to only choose between clear or snow. One of the biggest changes of New Vikendi is the renovation of Dino Park into Dino Land, a desolate theme park with an ill-fated past. Get the fast pass to Dino Land's new Ferris wheel, or take an unguided tour of the museum inside the volcano. There's still no admission fee, but the park has doubled down on its tourist traps with an updated commercial area and gift shop. Make Dino Land your first stop on Vikendi. Alex and friends can't wait for you to drop dead. Er, drop by. Catch a ride to Dino Land or several other areas using Vikendi's new railway system. Hop one of nine new trains at one of 12 different stations around the island and travel the land in style. All this great new public transportation hasn't been kind to everyone. The snowmobile and snowbike industries have completely crashed and are no longer found on Vikendi. Other vehicles have had their spawn rate adjusted as well. New Vikendi has a lot more to offer than we can go over here, so check out the patch notes for full details. Along with the new landscape comes an all-new Survivor Pass, Coldfront. Full of new looks to keep you toasty on the chilly slopes, Coldfront also offers the typical community missions to unlock free skins and some lore surrounding the desolate island. We'll show off some more of the new Survivor Pass rewards in an upcoming video. Or you can visit pass.pubg.com to see more. Update 7.1 also brings a new choice for bolt-action sniper lovers out there with the Mosin Nagant. The Mosin will be added to existing SR spawn rate for more long-gun diversity in matches. You can learn more about the Mosin's stats and attachments in the patch notes. One last thing. With there being five maps now, we've made some necessary changes to map selection. Check out the patch notes to see which options are available in your region. Season 7 is here, so hop a train and see everything new for yourself. There are plenty of other survivors just waiting to punch your ticket. See you on the battlegrounds. Huh. Well, I'll tell you what, Brian. If I were to have shown you this video in March of 2017, when this game was mm -hmm. first coming out, you would have had a stroke. So yep. what? what is your... This is by far the stupidest update they've ever done. I mean, this this well, looks ridiculous. So one thing I mean, we most people know, and we've talked. Brendan isn't really with this anymore. No, like correct. I don't know if you noticed he's not, and he did promise us that they would keep things somewhat realistic, right? I mean, this is uh, ridiculous. And, it, and now it's gone to another stage where now there people are running around in full costumes, like dinosaur costumes, and it's not at all, yeah. You can see her on the screen. It, it, it's gone to the more cartoony, but hey, very few games actually have stayed as more of a survival game or a you know realistic, gritty game anymore. Everything's kind of turning to this because now, they make money on skins. This is something that we talked about early on. How are they going to make their money? It's on skins, and people want silly, ridiculous skins like what you're seeing on the screen right now. This is H1Z1. Well, well, okay. I disagree with you on that. It's not H one Z one. Let that, me tell you that me, right there. That picture could roll back. That was H one Z one right there. That, okay. okay. That All right. Looks. Well, okay. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. H one Z one was a disaster. This is not H one Z one, Brian. This okay. Is I'm not Fortnite. saying, but I'm saying the outfits, the way yeah, that this, the outfits this, changed this over time. This is Fortnite. This yeah. this is Fortnite. This this is this is it. 
And here's the thing, Brian. I have a hard time throwing stones at them for this because you can't look at what Epic has done with their Fortnite skins and things and say, oh, companies should hold their ground. Look at all the money that Epic is making. Mm -hmm. I mean, most people want this. Yes. And unfortunately, now here's the thing. Here's the argument I make to you, Brian. You've had three years, four years to play this Mm -hmm. game in its current state. Is there, is this game ready for this change? Maybe it, maybe PUBG is ready to become more of a, not cartoony, but more of a cartoony style game. Maybe this, maybe this is, maybe we're ready for it now. Yeah, I just I don't think that uh, I, there will be people that are outraged, but I think that most people are kind of over it. Um, I think that it's kind of there's very few people that want that more realistic, gritty feel like we do. I think we're few and far between. Most people want something like this. It's just more of the mentality of the game players today. Yeah, but let me tell you what though, as as okay with H one Z one. It was such, I feel like it was a culture shock thing, right? Now that games like Fortnite and Apex have kind of already done this, is it really that big of a deal? Yeah, I mean, I'm over it. I'm over it now. I would assume you are. Because this this was one of the things, Brian, that you were hell-bent on back in 2017. I remember you when PUBG first, when they added the Twitch parachute to PUBG, Brian was ready to blow up the blue hole building in South Korea. I mean, and, and we asked, we asked Brendan about that specifically because we yes. were there with him and we said, and in the interview asked him what, you know, is this where the game is going? And he said, no, this is temporary. We're just doing it for the special event for Twitter or for and that, was th- that was over three years ago. And, you know, in, it, it, this is going to be stay, but, now I think that they've realized that most people they want this kind of cartoony feel, uh, yeah. and you know the people that are wanting a hardcore game are going to go play something else. Well, and that, and that's that's one of the that's one of the big things here too, Brian. Is if you do truly want the you know hardcore, but 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 there are games that exist. There, are. You I, can I don't go think play you're going to be playing PUBG anymore. PUBG originally well, started as somewhat of this, but I think it's not. It's transitioned over time to not be that. Yeah, and Falcons pointing out fart Fortnite has the cartoon art style to the entire environment. True. But I think that they've eased I think Fortnite All this has, has been foreseen. Yeah, of course if, it is. If has. you look if, if you look in the mobile client, the mobile oh, yeah. PUBG that they have, they've had all these kind of skins in there since that started. So I think that kind of told me this is the direction they're gonna go. If that if that was successful and they saw people buying skins on there, that they would turn around because they didn't really have a way to make money off of people after the purchase. Well, people and here's the thing, there was Brian, wasn't really for anything for them to sell. And, and and here's the thing. I um I think you and I and other people as well, we don't have a right to sit here and say PUBG shouldn't do this because we don't play the game. We are not no, funding them. And at the, the end game. of the that's well, why that's, I, that's why I don't bash them like I used to when we did play it. Yeah, and I think that's the hard thing to say here is you know I can sit here and go, oh, this looks awful. But here's the thing: I'm not providing them any monetary. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm not giving them any stimulus. I'm not giving them any money. I'm not playing it. I'm not talking about it. Like I've got no interest in it. So at this point in time. I really cannot sit here and throw stones. I, I, I'm a total jerk if, I can, if I'm going to sit here and say they shouldn't do this for me, the player that doesn't play. 
which, and I think, I know for a fact you fall into that category, and I'm sure a lot of other people do. I mean, it just gets to a point where they have got to make a business decision, and if you don't play the game, at, at this point, I don't think you have a whole hell of a lot of room to stand on. And I think this is the smarter business decision. Of There's a lot more because what what I understood early on, and I kind of questioned. I said, "How are they going to make money?" People that are into the game, like we are, are are going to get that best camo. Like they're going to get whatever mixes in that you feel like is making you the sneakiest player, right? Um, that's what I would get, and I and I would stick with that outfit. I'd get one that was generally mixed in with the environment, and that's it. Uh, you only sell that to people once with these you're like oh this is another crazy outfit people will buy those over and over again where if you have things that are realistic people are going to get generally what they feel like is somewhat concealed and then they're not going to keep purchasing afterwards you need to have it like this to where it's just silly ridiculous stupid outfits that people are going to be changing on a regular basis yeah Yeah. like uh for instance nisco posted a thing showing H1Z1 skins, like $2,000 worth of H1Z1 skins versus $6. And the difference is one is a blue clown mask. The other one's a red clown mask. One is a, you know, slightly colored, but they're this very similar things, but just slightly different. You know, with those little difference, the rarity of them made people go crazy for them and spend way too much money for silly little things. That's what they're probably going to try to get with this. People pay money because, oh, that's different. No one has that yet. I'm going to be one of the people that have that. Uh, that's what they want to be. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Rip PUBG. I do no, think that no, the, no. I, I do think that the environment looks better. I, I do think that they've gone through as far as the map and the layout. I think that they are improving that. Um, there's, but a, I think that this, the skins are kind of their own thing. There's a time and place, Brian. Mm-hmm. And I think that they have gotten to that time and place that this now makes sense. This game has been out for over for almost four years. And I, I think that they're probably trying to get back into profitability with the American market because I, as we spoke about next last week, we talked a lot about how China may be a very fluctuating market. Uh, they Maybe they are realizing that they can't rely on the China money. And so they're like, we've got to start doing things to make money in the United States. And this is one way to do it. And, and Nisco puts out an interesting point. The gaming industry should learn clown skins is not the things that we want. Yeah, but we don't play the game anyway. I mean, that's that's. But the there's thing lots. Here. Of, if they're going for the younger kids, like not even for the, the younger Fortnite kids. Crowd, I mean, you've got. But I'm saying if got, if they're edging down towards the the Fortnite age, they've got to start doing this kind of stuff. I I just I, I don't I can't I cannot sit here and in good in good faith criticize them for this. I do not. I have literally not played this game in over a year. It, it may have been longer, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. I can't sit here. I cannot sit here and say they can't. They should not do this. This is not what we want. Who the hell am I? Who the hell are you, Brian? You can't sit here and yeah. say the commuters want that. You don't play the game, and neither do I. Yep. And I don't. I don't and know I anybody never, that plays never, this game. And I've never, beyond my original purchase, put additional money to the company. Exactly. So I cannot sit here and say that PUBG is in the wrong on this. Now, it, is it the best look for the game? Probably not, but at the end of the day, I'm not funding the development, so they've got to fund the development. And if funding the development means adding an amusement park map, it is what it is. Yeah. And that's that's fine with me. Uh, whatever is going to keep them able to operate, I just, and personally, if they can kind of back away from being beholden to China and this is how they do it, 
I'm all for that. I'd rather because I mean, I'd, I'd hate I'd hate to see the whole game crumble like H1Z1 did because of something like that. And if this is what they need to do to keep it relevant and alive, then go for it. And without absolutely. selling out to China. Exactly. Agree completely. So uh, cool stuff coming up for PUBG. Big update and maybe a uh, maybe a turning point, Brian. Maybe this is a maybe yeah. this is the maybe this is a re- revitalization of PUBG. We'll find out. Yeah, because they've got to make it, it. It is a certain type of a look that I think kind of up into this point, I think it's been a look that kind of turns younger players away. That kind of more realistic, gritty turns look like we were used to. I, I think that a cartoony look is going to make younger people look at it and say, OK, yeah, I'll try it. Where they yep. wouldn't try PUBG as it was. Yeah, agreed. Is PUBG free? So, no. I don't, I don't think I don't it is. Remember. I'll double. I'll double check, but I am pretty sure. Okay. I just. I. I. Could, I could not remember if it was free or not. Um, no, it's fourteen ninety nine right now. Is that a sale price or is it always fourteen ninety nine? Fifty. It's that's half price. It's usually thirty. Okay, thirty bucks. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Um, did you want to? Let's see. Uh, Arc really quickly. We'll go over some yeah, of the updates. What's going on in Arcland? So they're 310.41. Uh, they ended, this is on the 21st, so right at the, when we did our last show, they ended their um, excellent adventure, uh, pretty much event that they've been doing for the past couple of weeks. The Easter, uh, they enabled right? two, yeah, the Easter event. Uh, they enabled the two times harvesting and breeding and things that they do on a regular basis. They fixed the bugs with the cruise, cruise missiles, uh, missiles, which were causing them to detonate on when the player was firing. But you can imagine you have a missile that explodes the second you push the button to fire it. That's probably not doing exactly what imagine you want. sitting on like one of your good dinosaurs too and accidentally blow oh, yeah. yourself in and, and the then you just totally kill you <laughs> blow up but you're really rare tame. That would that would or be you're standing on like the a roof of your base and you shoot this thing in the you know, the AOE and you destroy damage. some <laughs> yeah, some aspects of it. Um, and also they fixed a bug preventing mechs from attacking structures. They fixed an exploit with the rock drake. They fixed multiple level design issues related to holes, floating foliage, uh, volumes, and lighting. They uh, they fixed uh, multiple server crashes and server stalls. They fixed a bug with certain creatures attacking through structure walls. Reduced the giant turtle's bubble blowing attack on and when above ground or on attack on when above ground. Hmm. Uh, Mark Valguero's Ice Golem and Chalk Golem as unable to transfer. Uh, Valguero uh, Ice Wyvern class switched to Ragnarok Ice Wyvern. Uh, fixed an exploit that allowed mission creatures to be used in unintended ways. Added an additional kill volumes to unintended playable areas. Fixed an exploit which allowed certain creatures to attack structures through walls. Fix a bug that could cause items to transfer back to their own inventory when transferring from personal to remote with the T key. Adjusted or reduced the Thyla cost for cloning. And fix a bug with a grenade launcher where it sometimes wouldn't use all of its Bingo, ammo. Boom, Thank you, Whoa. UGX Vibe, for 27 months. Wow, look at it's this crazy guy. Those numbers are going what up. a what a what a, what a guy. He, I, I feel like I feel like he's showing off. He's got I like tell you what, the man, top numbers. After this whole quarantine thing is said and done. When I have lunch with our friend UGX Vibe, uh, Brian, I think I'm going to have to dip into the infection pot and uh, and, and cover the, uh, cover this man's lunch. I mean, at this point, I think uh, <laughs> I think I think he's bought himself a you know a hamburger or something or something at this yeah. point. Uh, thank you, yep, UGX Vibe. Worked. We greatly appreciate it. Um, and then, Brian, this other update is a uh, thirty three ten dot forty seven. 
a small yes. one here proved to the anti-dupe protection, which has been an issue for six years. Um, radio, uh, retroactive fix for the Volgaro Ice Wyvern, which were stuck as uh, raptors in the cryopods, so that would be an issue. Um, you'll still see the raptor icon until you use the cryopod, but now it's actually a wyvern instead the of right a raptor. icon. Yeah, okay. uh, and then fixed holes slash floating foliage, and then resolved some anti-meshing false positives. So maybe some anti-cheat issues that were causing people to yeah, get I mean that's or something. The big- well, yeah, the big thing is the anti-meshing was a thing that really just three, four months ago was fracturing the whole art community. Well, well meshing was. Anti-meshing meshing. is. Was Me- and then so they implemented yeah. this anti-meshing to make it so that people couldn't go through the the ground and through objects. Uh, and so now this system, they're really trying to tune it so it doesn't take some normal behavior and accidentally flag you as, a, as someone who's trying to mesh. A cheetor. But that is... That brings us current. Very cool. Excellent. Uh, another uh, game that we had put on here is Withstand Survival. And oh. they put out 1.0.9 update. And this one, they've added some new items. First of all, you, they added a berry tea, which you can craft with berries. They added a hmm. sleeping bag, which can be used to build sleeping tent um, that you can craft from fabrics. They put in antiques which are items that you can loot and then sell for money uh treasure maps they show a location where you can search for uh, valuable items and then a level two pistol uh they've added some new buildings like the sleeping tent that was linked to that sleeping bag they've added the campfire um they've added partial partial controller support so if you have an xbox one or xbox 360 those are the ones they've tested them on so far uh you can try to use a controller with it um, they said it's going to require more testing and bug fixes so don't expect it to be perfect uh, they added some new pistol animations for reload and fire uh, they added the first version of the user guide for beginners so you can go through and kind of learn how to do basic things very necessary uh, very very necessary yes. which goes over a lot of things like uh, the player stats yeah. building crafting uh, yep just all the basics uh added new skills so they added one for getting less fall damage they added one that increases the max building count that you can have and then one that increases the plant growth speed uh the trader npc is now working and there's also a new quest for that you can do uh there are also new quest survival colon training so you can go do that one uh they just for testing the pistol, level two pistol in this version will cost one dollar, and that's so that people they get a bunch of people using it so they can test it. Um, but you can get it for a dollar right now. Later, uh, after this update, it's going to be a hundred to one hundred fifty dollars in game. So you'll yeah, want to get that now. Yeah, not hundred, not real dollars, but in game you'll be able to buy it for that. So make sure if you do have this game, you buy it now. So and then later they'll be. Um, you know, you're buying these through selling those antiques. That's how you're building up that kind of money. So you'll have to get a lot more. Uh, added a new main story quests uh, as well as two side quests. And these are in the military outpost in the crash plane. Uh, they added more rocks, debris, and fixed the number of holes in the landscape. They fixed the man, uh, mansion location loading. Uh, and then they did a number of improvements, bug fixes, uh, and some language improvements as well. So... A lot of the things going on in this 1.0.9 uh, withstand. 
Yeah, lots of uh, lots of good things going on with with Stand, um, and uh, I'm I'm very optimistic on that game as well. It's it's in a much rougher state though than it's in a pretty rough state for an early access game. But yeah, things things yeah. change over time. Uh, let's talk a little yeah, bit about so far risk. single player. So just keep, it is keep yeah that which, in mind for people. It is um, not a bad. It's like thirteen bucks or something though. It's not it's it's not a bad. Uh, it's it might not be a yeah, bad thirteen ninety nine. I'll tell you this though, if you have to choose between right now, if you have to choose between withstand or dead side, dead side one hundred percent. A much yeah, more playable game. Much more playable game. Uh, speaking yep. of playable games, let's talk. Let's talk about miscreated a little bit. Uh, we've got an update here. Update one dot one ten dot zero. Brian's a very uh, official looking update, um, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, the Easter event is now over, so the eggs won't spawn anymore. The crafting recipes for weapons are still in the crafting menu, so you can still use your eggs at any time. But you just won't probably be able until to the next ones. patch, though. So you want to do that soon. Yep, uh, and exactly. So that'll that'll be gone uh, soon. Uh, kiosks, everybody's favorite feature. As stated previously in the dev blog, the kiosks have been made craftable now. Uh, they can be placed in bases, and re- but will require a generator to work, um, and they go through the process of learning that. All scopes have been moved to the special shader made specifically for those scopes and reflex sites, so those should respond a little bit better to light. And, uh, and, and They'll probably have a special act- little look, too. Uh, a yeah. special look of maybe looking through glass or something like that. Yeah. Which which is what you'd want, um, and then this change fixed a couple of other issues, uh, mainly some jitter effects uh, when you would be aiming the maybe the crosshair would be kind of pulsating and, and kind of moving around funny. Um, they've added a bunch of new sights. They've added some uh, new magazine barrels and drums for certain guns, and then they've added the M4 V5 rifle as well as the RPK rifle. So those are in there. Uh, all weapons now have durability. Uh, in, uh, excuse me. All weapons now have durability, now including ranged weapons. So I guess maybe ranged ones didn't before. Um, using a using a weapon will cause it to lose durability. Now that's interesting. Um, I wonder what that rate is going to look like. And once a weapon is broken, it will show red in the player's inventory, and you won't be able to use it until it is repaired. Um, so with that, they've added and buffed a whole bunch of uh th- weapons. They've added a bunch of things to the spawn table. Buffed certain damages and, and certain things like that um for base building they've added a couple things here they added a female deer head craftable trophy and a male deer head craftable trophy as well as a wolf head craftable trophy so three new decorations that you can put inside your base there for vehicles they adjusted the five ton and semi trucks so they behave uh, better than they have in the past for animations they adjusted leaning to react better when aiming down sight with scopes and sights um, so that, that should look a little bit better. And then they added animations for the 7.62 drum magazine. And then for the game itself, uh, they've increased stack size of sticks, gunpowder, animal fat, biofuel, charcoal, the iron ingots, iron ore, nails, uh, rocks, uh, pyrite, the scrap metal, sheet metal, stick piles, sulfur, thatch, wood piles, um, and then adjusted new weapon spawn rates versus old weapon spawn rates. Newer weapons will be less common now. They adjusted weight on all armor items based on their respective tiers, as well as adding epic epic weapon spawners to some airdrops. They added the aim coin spawner uh, to uh, the AM coin spawner to the airdrops. I believe that's the um, kiosk coin system. 
Um, they've added workbenches around the world so players can craft. That's actually pretty cool. They you had to cre- create those before. That was kind of a pain. Um, and then they lowered the crafting requirements for a couple of things inside the base as well as crossbow bolts, a couple of bug fixes. And then in terms of modding, they added, a, and this has always been a big thing, they've added modding, but it's been very half-assed, mostly due to limitations yeah. of CryEngine. But they added a way to list uh, to list inventory slash storage containers through uh, Lua, and that they added support for custom UIs, so that could be interesting. Maybe now you could mm-hmm. add some different game modes and you know show different stats. Who knows? Um, and then added a way to save slash restore a custom value in Lua that persists to the database and through relevance on a server. Not really so sure like what self-hosted server. Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly what they mean by that. Maybe now. So I think what it's saying is, local mods can now affect the database server so things i'm not i'm not really sure what that means so, exactly so okay so it will persist in the database being that as you said it's going to save the value to the database which would persist on restarts and things like that Maybe also through before. relevance on server i think what they're saying there is as the server is active it'll maintain you know saving that in the local kind of storage you know gotcha. if, if your game were to crash and restart you'd probably lose those values. But if it's persistent, uh, I think it's going to stay on the server and then it'll save it to the database on a restart of the server. Uh, So you should be able to keep things, you know, make custom mods that then have values that persist. It's a pretty big update. It it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily look like it in terms of like big, crazy features, but there's a lot of stuff in here. It seems like what they're going for, and, and Nisco kind of hinted at this in chat, saying, you know, they're adding all these insane full auto weapons and they're increasing all these stack sizes. I think that they're, because before it was just incredibly difficult survival and having to go through and just trying to find the littlest of items, barely finding anything, finding two bullets here, one bullet there and that didn't even fit anything close to your gun, usually. Um, I, I, I have a feeling that they're going to start upping the loot tables and having it to be where you actually have gunfights now because you actually have bullets and all these different guns and you can carry more things so you can build. And I think that this would be one of the smartest things they could do too, because this has been the downside. Sure. It's a hardcore survival game, but it's to the point of where you can't even really enjoy the game to its fullest because it's so limited. Like they need to just loosen up a little bit and all these things are kind of indicating to me uh, that they are kind of upping those a bit. Yeah. Uh, so that is uh, that is miscreated. Cool stuff from them. Let's uh, let's quickly talk about Jaws of Extinction, Brian. They've got alpha mm-hmm. version 0.2.25.0.a out. I know that a lot of people have been waiting for this one. Um, <laughs> a couple of things that they've worked on here. They've uh, improved the pl- uh, character's ability to climb on building parts such as foundations, uh, players can no longer change view modes first and third person while climbing a ladder. Maybe you could do some glitching things if you were able to change your view mode. I don't know if you could like see through mm. a building or something like that. Um, added illumination to the tip of the burning fire arrows. Increased accuracy of steel arrows. Energy drain now naturally depletes slowly. The rate of depletion increases while stamina is regenerating. So after you run, your energy drain will go down as the stamina builds back up. Um, and the energy no longer only depletes when stamina is at zero. So that means energy drain is going to be higher, which means 
you will need to likely hydrate and eat at a much more you know rapid pace than than prior. And then hunger is now directly mm-hmm. affected by energy and stamina being used. So they've made a huge balance there, appears, to the food and, and drink system. In terms of the NPCs, they've added a new Horde Storm world event. Occasionally during the night, uh, the weather will transition into a, pow- a powerful storm. I like this. Uh, empowering the infected who will continually hunt you down until the storm passes, outlast the onslaught or die trying, the infected spawning. Um, now, this kind of reminds me of the seven day in seven days to die. Mm-hmm. We've got this crazy storm and these zombies are going to kind of hunt you out. That's very seven yeah. days to die. E. Um, I, I hope like it's the blood not, moon and all that. Yeah. I hope it's not too. Yeah. I mean, this shouldn't happen every other night. Like this should be like maybe once a, di- like once in a day that you play, this happens. You don't want this all the time. Um, improved NPCs ability to navigate player built structures by climbing. That's not good for us. Uh, and hazmat NPCs now drop loot bags, mostly containing health and ammo-related items. So that's what they've done on the NPC front. On the trading front, the traders will no longer refuse to sell items to players until... Excuse me. Traders will no longer refuse to sell items to players until their integrity system is fully implemented. So they've gotten rid of that for right now. Trader stock, uh, qu- traders' stock quality has been tweaked to poor, common, and uncommon. Items now have a 100% stock chance, a rare 90% chance, an epic 80% chance, and a legendary items have a 50% chance of being stocked in the store. So that's how that's going to work. And then the trader now supplies a, the extreme survival backpack, and all goods purchased from the trader will start at 100% condition. So they'll be brand spanking new right off the shelf. Um, items, they've done a whole bunch of different things with the houses and possible spawn locations in terms of those houses and where things spawn and don't spawn inside of that. Um, redesign the loot bag item spawn system to be more efficient. Um, that that backpack that they added, it can now be repaired. Um, player built, the player building structures, um, plyboard building parts now require plywood boards to craft in addition to the original resources. So you have to do some other things there. Um, added a smithy workstation to the build menu, um, moved storage containers to the basic survival category. The campfire will now light under the protection of any viable weather protection. Um, so as long as there's a, a roof, it, it appears that that will work. And then workbenches uh, reoriented to face the player during placement. So that should uh, hopefully deal with maybe placing items a little cockeyed and them not looking good. They've made a bunch of other changes as well to the environment, to the UI, to the vehicles, quests. Nothing super crazy. A bunch of performance and a whole bunch load of bug fixes. Uh, One thing I was so. going to mention on the performance aspect, uh, they mentioned here they disabled shadow casting from pathways and roads. What's that? A, a reason that they would do that is the roads and the paths are what's called a spline, uh, and that is an object that then is attached and curves and it makes it a giant object that possibly spans a huge section of your map, right? Uh, well, in Unreal Engine, that is a big performance impact. That giant object casting shadows really impacts the performance. Uh, and so they've disabled that. So a road, if you go up to the road and the road is a little bit raised, you're not going to see that little bit of shadow being cast from the side. At So I think the, the benefit of the road not you know if, if you were attaching because you can attach like telephone poles and things like that to it as long as they're not doing that because you want to be able to have a telephone pole cast a shadow 
I mean, for realism. Yeah. But if it's just the road, you're not going to really notice that little bit. So, but it, the performance increase it gives is huge. So, uh, it's good that they're noticing these little details. Gotcha. Um, I know we've got a couple of other stories, Brian. Are any of these are any of these uh, urgent that we need to cover this week, or could could we push some of them to next week? No, we could we could push a number of these to next week. We're perfectly okay. good with that. Um, well, if that's the case, we missed a couple things, but we'll we'll get to them next week. Um, I got a comment on the length of our show last week, and I kind of agree. They're like, like, hey, we like listening to the show, but like two and a half hours is a lot for a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay, you make a valid point. So I think we, we maybe we'll be a little more mindful of that. Um, so if that's all right with you, Brian, uh, we'll go ahead Perfectly and uh, good. roll into current players, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get some of that stuff next week. So. Let's talk about some video games. Uh, let's start it off with DayZ. The rest in peace, DayZ. Currently playing 13,465. The 24-hour peak, 23,709. With a 70 peak of 25,567. Decent player count, but nothing where it should be. Speaking of great player counts, ARK. 60,686 people currently playing right now. The 24-hour peak, almost 100K. 99,003. And the 70 peak, 113,918. Incredible. These numbers are through the freaking roof. Compare them to Rust, who, you know, for months was going hand in hand. Only 48,000 people playing Rust right now. I say only. In comparison to to Ark, the 24-hour peak, 71,487. And the 70 peak, 85,035. I just crazy numbers there very very good stuff from them let's take a look at PUBG real quick currently playing this 32,776 the 24 hour peak 558,204 with a 70 peak of 581,813 China is still strong with this one (laughs) possibly and then finally wrapping it up here dead side currently playing 4,600 the 24 hour peak 6,117 with a 70 peak of 8,000 831 and that is that's actually pretty good players. for uh, a game that's still in rough shape you know as far it as is. being developed and yeah and out, very new out just about two weeks and i do want to uh, give a quick shout out brian to our friends over at zira uh, we got a message from them this past week um that they're expecting a big content update they said next month and next month is mm-hmm. like three days from now so hopefully we'll yeah. have a big content update in the next couple weeks we'll be doing it for game of the week and we'll have a couple copies to give away on the program. So stay tuned for that. Zero, a uh, uh, big uh, uh, patch content patch coming out in the next couple weeks. And uh, we'll have a giveaway in conjunction with that for game of the week. So um, we thank Very our good. friend Joshua for reaching out to us and uh, keeping us in the loop on what's going on there. So look forward to that over the next few weeks. Very good. All right. Uh, you ready for tip of the week? Yes, sir. All right. All uh- right. Usually I give a general gaming tip or for a specific game. And since we're talking a little bit about seven days to die, I figured that would be good for tip of the week. Mm, you can put some cool artwork on your wall. That should be the tip of the week. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, in Seven Days to Die, uh, one thing for people that haven't played it a lot, you want to loot pretty much everything in the game. Uh, in this one, even items that don't seem to have an immediate value, uh, 
if anything, they can be broken down for materials later in the game and you can get resources from those. Uh, there are very few lootable items that don't have a use in this game. Uh, most things are used somehow in crafting or something else. Uh, and as I said, later you'll be able to create a machine that will break them down into the base components if you want to craft something else. Uh, also, it's worth creating more loot chests and saving up. Uh, when we do our bases, we just have tons of loot chests and we categorize the loot, uh, you know, as far as putting certain things because they stack pretty high. Uh, but it is worth creating more loot chests and saving all those things because most likely you will use them later in the game. Uh, quests are an, an excellent way to be able to get some of the higher tiered loot items, maybe something that you don't have the ability to craft yet or is a, a rare item maybe a weapon that does more damage. So if you can go pick up those quests from the trader, you complete the quest, return it, and then it'll give you an option a lot of times of various items that you can pick from as a reward. Uh, and those things can really help you progress in the game. Uh, sometimes you'll get like a melee uh, type of a, a, a hammer or something that does a lot of damage. Uh, but to craft that, you just the amount of points and things that you'd have to do to be able to craft that similar item are kind of ridiculous but you can get them pretty quickly by doing a few quests so that's a good way to get started in the game get yourself geared up and uh competing against other people and that is tip of the week oh man i cannot wait for alpha 19 i am i am i am super super excited for alpha 19 it will hopefully be here within the next couple weeks and uh we can uh, we can get on our merry way playing that yeah bring up a server oh. and go crazy yes sir all right, Brian. Um, game of the week this week. Not particularly sure right now. Um, I'm not actually even sure I will be around on Friday. Um, but okay. as we've had for the past couple of weeks, uh, just show up in Discord and see what's uh, what's. I may I may see if people want to do a little bit of Atlas or something. Oh. You know, spin up our private server, build some mm -hmm. stuff, maybe increase the rates, and just see if we can make some cool boats. All right, and let's, see let's some do that. Then. We'll do we'll do Atlas for game of the week. There you go. We'll make a weekend. All right, we will. We will do that. And uh, I'll make sure I'll tune the server to where uh, it's rewarding enough to where it's, we can experience a lot of it in the weekend. Yes. I know Bobby so. J is very excited. Oh, yes. All right. All right. Do we have well, a game let me, uh, Let's go ahead. Yep. Let's go ahead and close this raffle and we will draw. Oh, look. Congratulations. Bobby J. Oh, my goodness. Bobby J. He's, hey. he's excited yeah, for Atlas. A man of the people. What can I what what can what can I say about Bobby J? He's a man of the people. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> yes, sir. And hopefully you'll join us Friday night for some Atlas, Bobby J. Uh, Joe uninstalled Atlas. Well, you said last week you wanted to play Atlas, so you're gonna have to reinstall it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so that uh, that's current. Hopefully they're giving the you free uh, overage on your internet. So yes. Uh, so we'll be playing Atlas Friday night and probably over the weekend for uh, game of the week. Very good. All right. We ready to roll on out of here? Sir, yes, sir. All right. Well, if you want to find me at Boise Computer on Twitter, my blog, biteoftech.com. Also, if you want to check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. On the right-hand side there, you'll see join our server on Discord. If you do that, you can help submit news that we uh, discuss on each show. Also, we will use that when we're playing our various games uh, to communicate and people just kind of chat, share a lot of links and funny things. It's, a, it's pretty much where we are hanging out in between shows. Also, if you want to get a notification before the live show, uh, you can get join our Steam group and you get a little pop-up from Steam if you happen to be logged in uh, about five or 10 minutes before we go live. 
if you happen to be at your computer, you can come and join us and participate in things like the game giveaway. Uh, we have links to our Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer if you want to watch the video for uh, formatting of that. Also, we have our audio-only forms. So these are ones that are after the show. Uh, you can go and listen to it on the road or at work or whatever you happen to be doing. Uh, and we have links for all the different kind of platforms that you may want to do. If there's anything in this episode that you're trying to figure out maybe uh, what we're referring to, or maybe you want to see the video and you didn't have a chance to see it, go check out our show notes for now 276 episodes of the show. Uh, you can go around and view each of those links and check them out. Maybe follow along as you watch or listen to the show. Uh, and then if you want to support us, amazon.infectionpodcast.com for Amazon purchases. If you type uh, humble.infectionpodcast.com for humble bundle purchases, or as you heard through this show, uh, we're very happy when people uh, give us their Twitch Prime subs because those, as we had people, what, 27 months in a row, they have been giving us their Twitch Prime subs and those add up throughout the year and pay for our PAX trip. So we appreciate that very much. Yes, sir. And I want to thank a couple of individuals, including our friend Falcon, our friend Johnny Fine, and uh, Mr. IOU Lunch, UGX Vibe, for hitting us up with the uh, resubscriptions here on Twitch over the past uh, week or so. So, gentlemen, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you, as always, for all the work that you do. Yep. Um, and we will uh, we'll see you Friday night for Atlas. And uh, next Tuesday, we'll be back with uh, another another riveting episode of infection <laughs> the, the oh yes so uh thank you brian appreciate it and we will yep. see you next week all right folks well my name is uh it's nick craig you can follow me on twitter at nicholas m craig if you're interested in some it stuff i've got a little blog i'm working on it's called dude in it.com of course our website if you missed any portion of the show is infectionpodcast.com. Get our links, show notes, pictures, all that fun stuff there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Infection. Have a great week. Stay safe. We'll see you next time.